0: The Drew and Fuse show, the Drew and Fuse show, they clean up nicely.
1: It's the Drew and Fuse show, the Drew and Fuse show, the Drew and Fuse show, yeah, they clean up nice.
2: Uh, daft punks thanks for tuning in Uh, another day in the neighborhood right
0: yeah another day lovely day in the neighborhood life's a little crazy right now but uh we're we're chugging along and we're we're going at it uh hold on hold on i gotta join you this time (laughs) (laughs) not brought to you by liquid death
2: here we go not
0: brought to you by liquid death uh, but we do have some sponsors. We have a promo code. Uh, if you use the promo code DrewInfuseShow at directmusicservice.com, it'll save you 30% off your first month. So your first activation, your first month of activation, you'll have, get 30% off. If you're not on DMS, you're missing out. Lots of uh, great edits from exclusive editors such as myself, Drew, Danny Diggs, Scooter, Simo, DJ Grant, Sabre, Uh, Jason B Uh, let's see who else am I missing here Um, audio one you know what are you doing just you're like Oprah you get an edit you get an edit you get it
2: everyone gets edits (laughs) that's right
0: and if you're in the market for a photo booth Drew and I have a affiliate link for the photo booth supply their chips and salsa or their salsa booth Um, it won't do anything for you but it'll support the show so uh, if you're in the mood or in the market for a photo booth, uh, hit that link. It'll be in the, the comments of the video section or under the description, I should say. So, um, also, you know, as you know, still not sponsored by liquid death, but you know, maybe one day a boy, we, can dream. actually,
2: I want to shout out all the punks because they, we're starting a movement. They're yeah. legitimately, they were tagging everybody and we're just going to keep that movement going because we, I don't. I screenshotted that to you. We had Liquid Death liked our uh, post, so yeah, I think we we got we got our first little uh, step forward in getting the the po- podcast sponsored by Liquid Death. So shout out to all the punks that are uh, helping us out. And yeah. there we go.
0: And we're still open to seeing those uh, challenge videos. You know, the conga line challenge. And if you're not sure what that is, it's a video of you playing not the conga line song but a conga line breaking out at your party to uh, oh. r- any random song.
2: And also the get low. Yeah. Flow challenge, Florida,
0: Florida, Florida. Low. <laughs> Florida low,
2: Florida low. And that actually did pretty good. Uh, I got a couple tags on it and we got yeah. somebody, uh, Nate, Nate Nelson started the new one is the chicken fried, uh, challenge. Oh For God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I will not be participating in the chicken fried challenge. Oh, come on chicken fried nope. bro from the boat <laughs> nope nope I, or,
2: I hate chicken fried uh, all right well the one that you don't dislike is uh the kokomo,
0: the kokomo <laughs> i challenge. do like the kokomo challenge <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, anyways
2: uh, well, well hey today's guest to be completely honest with you i am a super fangirl for for our guest today i i he, he one of the earliest podcasts slash streamers slash YouTube stars that before all this happened and
0: I watched all of the episodes. So giant fan of today's guest. Yeah. uh, Today's guest works uh, for a big company out of the Boston uh, area, Big Night Entertainment Group. He just recently transitioned to uh, a new position with new bar ownership. Um, You know, if you guys aren't familiar, uh, Big Night Entertainment Group owns uh, the Shrine in the Foxwoods, Scorpion Bar. They own um, the Grand at the Casino uh, in Boston. Um, They own... Or Maybe at Memoir, that's what I'm thinking of uh, Lots of big clubs, You know, they have tons of big DJs that come through Open format and, and producer DJs And um, He was one of their resident DJs for a long time uh, He was also, like Drew said, a co-founder and a host of one of the things that we love to listen to back in the day Called The Remix Report And now that you know that what that is, if, if you've been DJing for a while, you probably know who it is So please help us welcome Jay Spring
1: what is up guys thank you very much for having me no problem Uh, thank you
0: for you know taking the time to
1: to chat with us today yeah of course um giant fan
0: bro seriously
1: yeah no i appreciate all that was an awesome intro um and i i appreciate what you guys are doing obviously and i'm sure we'll get into the the podcast thing or we could start out with it um but i got a
0: question was yeah, yeah. it
1: feel? was it? How was
0: it how'd you feel getting canceled for the first time ever with your push and pee uh <laughs> comment on Twitter? That, was, that my, was my favorite was your response that I've never been canceled before
1: <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> that was uh very surprising. Um I didn't expect it to go that route at all. That was uh that was my first tweet that really kind of caught on. It's kind of interesting how. Twitter is, um, I kind of just got back into to Twitter, I want to say a month or two ago. And it's, it's kind of interesting how uh, it works where I mean, you might get one, two likes on some things. And some things might get up to like 10 or so. But then it, it's like, It it can go up real fast, I kind of saw. And uh, (laughs) the problem was when uh, the non-DJs got a hold of that tweet, and that's when it all went downhill after that. Um, I I, I think uh, no DJ had a problem with uh, what I said. Um, And it was uh, basically what I said was just that uh, pushing P was uh it, it's one of those songs that you play that you, you kind of go into it knowing it's not really going to work that well at least at the open format spots yeah and you kind of want to prove yourself and that you that you are up to date on the newer hip-hop and you kind of got to please uh, the people that want the newer hip-hop so you throw mm-hmm. that in real quick just kind of check it off your list and then get out of it real quick and uh I never really thought of that as a a tweet that uh had any racial implications to it, but it was pointed out as soon as uh the non dJs got a hold of it and then it went downhill pretty fast after that
0: but you know i I didn't disagree w- with what you said because I feel the same way i i the the one the club that uh, I mainly play on Saturdays, which is the big room that people always see me posting about um, you know I play that song uh there and it gets a little bit of a reaction but it's like not
1: yeah. you know it doesn't
0: do near what some of the other songs that i'm playing does so i don't disagree with anything that you said i don't think it plays into anything you know uh race either i, I, I mean if, i think that song is just flat
1: from the the month or two before that like i don't they'd be like all right like we're idiots but um yeah it was uh <laughs> it was uh interesting how that that happened i wasn't expecting that at all and i was actually the funny thing is i wasn't even really djing at the time that i said that. I, that that tweet was kind of inspired by a video i saw jd post uh or someone posted of him when he was at shrine and he was playing that and and i heard it in the background i just saw the the crowd and they just weren't really into it and i knew why jd was playing it it's kind of It was like one of those buzzing records at the time. You kind of just got to play it. And I I know like if I'm in JD's position and I'm DJing, it was from Shrine. And I know like probably all the bottle service girls want to hear it too. And it's one of those tracks you you play and and some people, a lot of people will actually be happy you played it even if they're not moving on the dance floor. So you just kind of get it over with. (laughs)
2: it's like uh first class uh jack harlow it's
1: yeah so big right
2: now but it just doesn't work i i played it at my wedding this weekend it was on the it was on the request list and so i played it and you know they're 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 singing along to the the fergie part but the second the rest comes in they're like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) glazed glazed over
0: (laughs) yeah you know i've been trying to You know, with the first class, I've been trying to try different edits. I've made a couple different ones. Even the one, Drew, I just sent you this weekend, it didn't really work. But the one that I've had the most success with is Pete Down put one up on DMS that's uh, got a little, like, little piece of hype. The if you don't want no money, take your broke ass home. And then it drops into the song.
1: That's probably the best one that I've had success with. Uh, All right. I play a lot of Pete Down stuff in my sets um he, he's got a good thing going a good formula just to to spice up things a little bit he does a really good job yeah, yeah. that one shout out yeah that
0: one's been that's been the best one i think i've played uh, i even made like a personal one that like has like a doom like a scratch and drop with like a sub drop and then the acapella just the g uh but it like it, yeah. That didn't really hit as hard as I thought it would either, but
1: yeah, everyone's asking for it. Everyone was asking for a Push and Pee when it came out, so you just you have to play them. Yeah. Um, and it's you're right. After, after like the the intro and after the initial impact of the song, it kind of just dies down quick. Um, and it's it's a weird feeling playing a song that everybody wants to hear. And everyone's happy you played, but it just sucked the vibe out of the room. It's kind of a <laughs> weird. Uh,
2: That's exactly what happened at this wedding. It's like the number two song on Spotify right now, and I just watch everybody who's so excited that co- came on, and then exactly what you say is like letting the air out of a balloon. You just uh, watch the whole room die. It's like I can't mix out of it fast enough.
1: You know. Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those songs you kind of. It's almost, a, it's sort of a weird BPM at, at one Oh seven. It's like, well, what what else are you going to go into? That's kind of new um, after that song to, to kind of get everybody back. You kind of have to have a plan before you, you play it. Well, at yeah. the
2: wedding I did Lotto or is it Lotto? Yeah. I Lado, Lotto. Yeah. Lotto, whatever. whatever. But I did that first and then I went into the, um, then I went into the Jack Harlow song, but that's what i've been doing I, too actually at that point it was like how fast i don't even remember what i mixed out of it because it was like it was desperate times i was like fuck just scratch something and get the fuck out of it you know
0: that's pretty much been my move to out is to play like another just a, a track that I like i can just drop like with the drop intro and go into something kind of else i yeah. i think i've played like you know uh it's tough because like the Scooter made another edit that was good that one that he used uh my type my type uh, yeah that's yeah, a good that one it kind of yeah. has
2: that sample a little bit in it right i was listening uh, to it closely i'm not sure it, it, a little bit of it it kind of it sounds similar so uh I yeah. was to to the whole album. i I don't know i, I actually like the album it was kind of good
0: yeah you know, I, I a couple people have messaged me saying like the the whole his whole album is really good so he has a he's song that's just, just trending.
1: Uh, he's definitely one of those artists that's yeah, r- really trending right now, just as an artist. Um yeah. and he'll uh I mean, he'll he'll be around for a while, I think. Everyone likes to predict now that all these new songs and new artists are gonna die out real fast, but I think he's gonna be around.
0: You know, what's interesting is uh he doesn't he doesn't he quit drinking, he quit smoking, he, he's completely sober and uh, yeah. I saw in a little interview clip that, you know, he just said he wants to keep his mind clear and stay focused on the hustle. And I'm like, we well, got to respect that, you know, he's he's had uh, a couple of viral
1: moments lately, too. He was on, uh, I think, at a basketball game and he jumped on to the cameras real quick, like actually behind the camera. Um, and I, I forget he just did something else, too. So he's uh he's one of those people that's going to be like in the news for everything he does, too. I think he'll be around for a while.
0: Yeah, well, and, you know, he was just – he's from Louisville. Drew, how do you say it?
1: Uh, Louisville. Louisville.
0: Louisville. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Drew was just there doing a gig, so that's why I had to ask. Uh, But, um, you know, that's only an hour and a half south from me here, But and uh, the Derby was just this past weekend, and that's where the Derby is, the Churchill Downs there. So him and Drake, I mean, he was – on camera next to drake i mean doesn't get
1: yeah much so that, that was that. the other viral moment is when uh he, he him and his squad i think he he brought a bunch of friends with him to the derby and they they uh they were on the red carpet there and he got like a big cheer and it seems like everything he does now is is new so he's like a he's a full-blown celebrity now he, yeah. he's eclipsed just being uh a, a, a rapper he's uh Across the border. And and he's
0: grew out of the one-hit-wonder phase, too, already now with this yeah. next, with First Class being well, successful.
2: The song I was actually reading about is called... Uh, he has a song about... It's called Dua Lipa. I don't know how much about Dua Lipa it is, but that was the one that's like a new TikTok trend about about that, and uh, it's cool. It's a jam. It's good. Yeah.
1: It, you it know, said that was, he played it for. Her. I was just thinking, like, Cause he, he had his second hit with first class and I don't, I don't know if, if, if Dua Lipa will end up being a hit too, but I, I just realized like, it's like, if you have two hits, that almost like you're, you're going to, in five ten years, people will still be booking you for club appearances. You just need that, that, that kind of that second hit. And cause I see yeah. some of the people that, that do these uh, nightclubs. Uh, and if you have two hits, you're kind of, you're kind of good. That's really all you need.
2: Well, what I was doing, uh, it was kind of our place over here. I was doing uh, Heat Ultra Lounge, like kind of at its peak. And we had Mickey Avalon, who never had his second hit. And then yeah. uh, I also opened up for YG when he just had, uh, what was his first song? Um, uh, My Hitta.
1: No, the one before that. He <laughs> uh, hmm. had one with Drake that was a, a minor hit. Um Oh, uh, YG. I, I think it was it a sounded, lot. Of, it was I what? what I think I know what you're talking about.
2: It sounded awful. Like it was like, it was like, uh, just, uh, produced terribly. But he, he came up. That was mustard, right? It basically everything mustard did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: it was, have you, um, Drew or Jay, have you, either of you listened to it? Boot it. Up? toot it and boot it oh god that I was his first song. Was
1: him. i forgot about that yeah that was his
2: first song and i remember like like this song's terrible but he booked out the whole club and it was just that was the only hit that he had and that was like him and mustard's first shit
1: and, and that didn't sound that that great in the club either that was I remember. awful yeah.
2: <laughs> it was like produced so bad and i think uh deville actually like made it playable he like did a yeah. re-drum of it, or like re-remastered it to where
0: it was like playable, but <laughs> a fucking yeah. song. Um, have you guys listened to that the Fool J- Jack Harlow album yet? Uh, no, I, was listening- I haven't. Drew, was you good.
2: were, yeah. yeah, I was listening to the whole thing on the on
0: my uh, drive this past weekend. Yeah, it was good. I like it. All right. Well, I guess should we move into some rapid fires that usually aren't so rapid fire. <laughs>
1: I <laughs> rapid-, they're rapid fire at all no. <laughs> <laughs> they're not
0: <laughs> all right we're gonna play we- a segment video and we'll get into it
2: it's now time for rapid fire
0: all right not so rapid rapid fire here we go all right the first actually the last thing that you listen to on spotify or apple music or whatever you listen Uh, to that's a good actually i
2: want to know
1: is it spotify or is it apple music for oh for me yeah Yeah. um neither i'm uh (laughs) i i uh if i'm like driving in my car and i want to listen so this is so bad i'm I, i told you guys before we did this like no tech questions. (laughs) Questions. <laughs> I, J- you'll be able to tell real quick that JD was—he did everything for a Remix Report that involved tech. Uh, um, fair enough. I—if I, uh, I want to listen to music now and I don't have it, I just go on YouTube and, and play the song. Um, I, I don't even that. know the the last. I should have been prepared for this question. Listen, I got
0: a Spotify family plan. I'll hook you up with one of my slots.
1: I uh, I don't even know the last thing I listened to. It would probably be 90s uh, album. What, what was that? Gunna's new album. Gunna, yeah, Gunna's new album. Um, I actually, you know, I I don't really listen to albums that much anymore. Whenever whenever my friends ask me like, "What are you listening to these days?" It, it's always tough for me to answer because DJing takes up so much of my my listening time. It's always like research for. For what i'm gonna play but when i'm not uh djing if i'm listening to something it's always 90s reggae and i I think uh it depends whatever song is in my head that at that particular time um i I think i've been listening to uh some beanie man lately uh so that's probably what it was
2: that's dope uh the the records that i collect are actually uh most of the my vinyl is all reggae
1: really i i I spent a lot of money back on the day uh back in the day on ebay buying all the reggae vinyl uh i was kind of a a reggae vinyl connoisseur so maybe you and i could talk off camera sometime we probably have a lot of the same stuff especially uh i would always go on ebay and i would click uh, search item title and description and i would type in uh like reggae acapella just to okay. see which records had the acapellas because that I, I found some very rare acapellas that were on vinyl um that a lot of people don't know about and that's how i would do it is uh there, there's some rare pressings of stuff i'm sure you probably found some stuff too i, um, I love that I, I like how we're going into such detail and i'm gonna keep going even though it's super <laughs> rap- <laughs> no i'm listening we're, we're good i love it to mention that uh I wish I had known about this back in the day, is how good uh, Discogs.com oh, is. Yeah, um, they, cool. uh, I, It was eBay for me back in the day. I wish I, I knew about Discogs. I don't even know if it really existed like that. But their library is just everything. Like They have every rare uh, pressing CD and vinyl. And it's actually good, even if you're not going to buy from there, it's good to see what come out what came out you could find all the rare mixes that were on rare pressings of cd singles and stuff so when when people talk about uh how uh, much better it was digging for music back in the vinyl days i it it, it was obviously different um but i enjoy digging for music online because you can just find everything if you're willing to put in the time right no i i agree um that's, I didn't know that
2: about you and that's cool. I, I was big into uh like Barrington Levy and uh Yellow Man and Eka Mouse and uh, well, that's, Prince like 80s. that's like eighties. That's like eighties really
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, it's more 80s, it's more like
2: roots more roots deep stuff. Uh not okay. so much the dance hall stuff. I do like the dance hall stuff, but um uh I just that's kind of the era I like, just, you know, the stoner shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, guess, exactly. I guess that's that the is. best way to explain it. The festival reggae.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing to do when you're not DJing? Do you have any hobbies um, yeah. or
1: anything? DJing, um, I, I was into the gym, although uh, I got injured. So uh, I don't know if, my, if the gym is as much my future. My future might be like yoga, Pilates kind of stuff. <laughs> um i'm I'm old now so it 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 might uh it it might turn into that um i love uh love tv netflix uh i'm a big tv movie guy Um, what's your what's your current show you're watching right now just finished ozark um and i'm finally that's that was a great show uh definitely I, i think that might make my Top 10 of all time shows. That's wow. It's kind of breaking bad on steroids for anyone who hasn't watched it. Yeah. And uh I just watched uh, Better Call Saul. They had another episode of that last night, which to me, my number one is Breaking Bad. And I, I consider uh Better Call Saul to be like 1B. I, I kind of consider Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul the same show almost. So that's my number one. I I'd I watch I'd
2: re-watch Better Call Saul because it just—it was so fucking slow, man. The first two it's seasons were just like, yeah, "Oh very God, slow. killing me!" And then it got so much better, but I—I kind of lost interest, and so I've been playing a catch lot of up. character
1: building. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, you know what I'm watching, and that's why I ask—is if you're not—I know uh, as a a Boston fan, I'm sure you hate the Lakers, but uh, winning time on HBO is incredible it's amazing. It's about the, yeah it's the first season of uh the lakers and how jerry bus just bought the team and magic and it's so fucking good i've heard
1: dude. uh you know you know what i heard about that was because i think jerry west sued them did you hear about that yeah
2: yep yep I I hear, so. they, well they play him as a they play him as like a raging asshole and it's weird because i never saw him that way and so it's super out of character but um uh it's interesting it, it's yeah. it just ended the first season and it's just so fucking good
0: i haven't watched yeah. the final episode yet so i am i am stoked to watch it it was really good john c Riley plays jerry Bus, and oh, he's okay. just amazing
2: it's yeah, perfect uh,
1: yeah. yeah awesome
0: so do you have a favorite remixer or producer we know that you're into the the reggae is there somebody that
1: like, yeah know? um you know what it what when it comes to uh Favorites, it, it's tough for me. Um, huh, I, I, I like uh, what Devolve was doing uh, when he was doing the, the reggae uh, dancehall kind of, or Mumba kind of stuff. He kind of switched uh, to more almost Deep House lately. I almost want to, I, I don't know him personally at all. I almost want to reach out to him and ask him if there's a reason that he did that because I'm, I'm trying to kind of get into the uh, what he was doing and uh on that Major laser would have uh been one of my favorites too when when major laser first started um they were kind of uh electronic reggae kind of that's that's kind of what i call it people some people have said uh instead of edm erm electronic reggae music and i kind of call my my little uh my little side project, I kind of call it like electronic uh, reggae or electric reggae um, and when Major Laser first started they were just that like they were working with all these hardcore dancehall and reggae artists and I think since they saw the success of Lean On, they kind of saw what they can do when they work with pop artists and from there it was like Justin Bieber and I mean you've, you've seen what's happened with uh, with Major Laser and they've had they produced uh soup's
2: reggae album right
1: major laser yeah, or they, i know diplo you know
2: they, diplo did i don't know if oh it was yeah yeah they,
1: they might have done that too uh that that was uh pretty forgettable i i think um have you listened to it i don't even, even listen to that at all oh, it's that, good that was, what was the beats it good? Are great
2: the beats are great i don't know yeah. that i can say that i remember i usually when i listen to albums or something like that you know i i like the beats first right then i go back and listen to the rest so the beats are great you know i'd listen to the instrumental i don't snoop i don't know i'd have to re-listen to if he was any good or not but the beats are awesome on it are they yeah uh, um do you remember what he was called snoop lion or was it lion something yeah snoop, snoop lion yeah 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 snoop lion
1: <laughs> yeah that was, uh, I don't know if that'll be uh, when he gets uh, elected to the, the Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame. I don't know if they're even going to mention that little chapter of his career. <laughs> no,
2: um, it's, a, it's very <laughs> skippable. There, there's a full documentary on it, too. That was, it's that actually was a- pretty interesting because um, it goes into a lot of like just him being in Jamaica and uh, all this other stuff. So I don't know. It's, If you like Snoop and you like Major Lazer at all,
0: it's interesting to watch.
1: Yeah, I'll have to to take a look at that.
0: So this is one that always gets everybody. And it's, uh, is there a popular song that you should be playing out, but you refuse to play? And like, it's cringy to you. Is there anything that you're like, nah, I won't play that at all?
1: Um, I I always avoid, and for some reason I have a real hatred for freestyle music. I don't know why so (laughs) i I don't it's not this freestyle song in particular but i think if anything uh sums it up i would have to say stevie b spring love that's like the typical uh freestyle (laughs) song so i I don't have any special hatred for that song in particular but uh, is it in the name or what because it it has your name in it i thought of that too um i I don't know, just freestyle. I always stay away from freestyle if I can really avoid it. the only time like I'll ever play that is if it's requested at a private party. So I, I may have played Spring Love in my entire DJ career, maybe twice. That's
2: what they call like at weddings, is uh Mexican disco. They'll come over. You got that disco? And like, what disco? You play it, they come up, they're like, No, nah, not this. Like then they're they're
1: always asking yeah. for uh, that shit, and that that seems to be something that most DJs uh, really like. Freestyle music, freestyle. I, yeah. yeah, I'm
2: indifferent
0: I, on it. It's whatever.
2: I I like um, Debbie Deb, um, weekend, and let the yeah. music. Or what's not? What's the other one? Let um, the music
1: play is a popular one.
2: That's, yeah, um, that's not Debbie Deb. But I like the two Debbie Deb ones, but I like them for thirty seconds each. I don't like. The rest of the song. You know, right? I, I don't
1: mind that uh, that Debbie Deb that Lookout Weekend record. Lookout Weekend. Know, there, there was yeah. a remix of it. Uh, in my, I forget who did it. You guys might remember the name. This was back in the remix report days. It was Brass. Was it? It wasn't Brass Knuckles, was it? Maybe it was. Brass, Brass, Brass Knuckles, Knuckles was the producer. Yeah, they're. Yeah, yeah I, I think it was actually a, a group. I think Anthony Pasano yeah. from uh, yeah. Miami was. Yes. Yeah. Was, was part of it um but yeah they, they did a dope remix of that back in the day and I, I like that little sample that's that's the one little part of freestyle that i don't like <laughs> well uh, you
2: know the other one that i love i actually like a couple freestyle songs it's it's more of that synth the synthy stuff that i think crosses over to new wave a little bit more but um i like uh two of hearts and living on video those
0: are like the ones that i like okay um, so, do you have with us all this being said? Do you have a favorite guilty pleasure song that, like, you hate um, to admit that you love?
1: Yeah everyone everyone knows uh, I kind of like Kesha. That, that's my, <laughs> that's my, I actually really. That's the, the last concert I went to was Kesha. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Almost, it's just funny. I didn't expect see that one coming. <laughs> that's that's, that's how, amazing. The first person who's, who's laughed at that. I don't. And it's not like I, I love, her. it's not like I have a crush on her or anything. Just the, honestly, just the music. I love her music. It's wow. Funny. Cause when, I remember when TikTok
2: first came out, I would, it, it felt kind of blog. It was, I mean, it was right in the deep heart of that blog house era, right? Yeah. And, and the beat kind of has a little bloggy house style and you're, and she's kind of trashy. So you're like, all right, you know, like the Bye. trashy girl. You're, uh, you're gonna. I I'm sure
0: Digital Dave's gonna come comment on you, comment saying really? how you're the biggest Timber fan now and all. Oh yeah, things.
1: yeah. Who's that?
0: Digital Dave.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Oh, is that uh? That's the yeah three times guy. <laughs> yeah. Is that That's, that's what you're oh talking about. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm. That's what <laughs> I'm gonna call him from now on. Is the yeah three <laughs> times guy. <laughs>
2: You guys got in a battle over Timber at, at one. You, were, you you guys had a battle before us for the Yeah Three Times, right? you, and you know, him I, had I a... can
1: admit that I got murdered in that argument. Um, I yeah. absolutely got destroyed, not because I actually lost the argument of what we were talking about, but just uh, it, it kind of reminds me what, what he did to me is, is almost the same way that he said he doesn't want to be known as the, the Yeah Three Times guy. <laughs> I don't want to be known as the the Timber guy. And I, I almost compare it to, I, I obviously don't want to get political at all. When it comes to politics, I'm kind of stay away from either side. But one thing that uh, Trump did, which was kind of funny, was he kind of, he made, his, his symbol was almost like the American flag. He made that his thing. And it almost yeah. kind of made the people who didn't like him, like, it's like, they can't say they don't, like the american flag but he kind of made that his thing so it was kind of awkward for them and that that's almost what dave did to me he like he like shifted the timber like i, I don't want to be known as uh timber he like kind of like dealt that for me and that that's not what i wanted that's not like dave said yeah three times it wasn't the hill that he wanted to die and i don't want to be <laughs> as uh, as the timber guy but uh. that's that's what he did he he made it, so he was known as the guy who wasn't the timber guy, and I was known as the timber guy. So that's why Dave murdered me in that uh, argument oh, is because yeah. I ended up being known as the the timber I, guy. So I just well, did
0: a a prom. Safe to I, say, it's going down.
2: <laughs> I, I just posted a little video on, and the, the 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 song that was big was Timber. Like that, I was going through, I was combing through all my three sixty shit, and Timber was like. The one that had the entire place losing their shit. So
0: at the party bar, ten years has later, been crushing for me. The song's been That's crushing it. for me. It's like I, I, I'm indifferent on it. Like if it works, if a song works, it works. I'll play it. You know, well, like this, I would say. Is,
1: so the the timber argument to me, since since you guys you guys should have never brought this up because we're gonna be talking about it while.
2: We're going down the rabbit Rapid hole Rapid fire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, so this is what it comes down to. This is, this is really the argument, is should a DJ always play the hottest song at the, the moment? Should a DJ make the extra effort to play that song? And I, I know Timber might be a little different. I don't – I'll argue with, with the Yeah Three Times guy about whether Timber – is as, I don't think it can compare to Call Me Maybe, or I forget the other song, or Gangnam Style. Timber wasn't at that level of corniness. I don't know if you guys agree with that. I agree.
0: I I agree.
1: I agree. It it didn't have that stigma. Now, I know when you're playing at bottle service clubs and just in general, DJs should try to keep a little bit of an edge to them, and I, I agree with that. And I, I agree with a, a lot of stuff that the yeah, three times guy says uh, in terms of uh, song programming. I'll, I'll, call, I'll call him Dave for now. I, I love, me, me, and, me and Dave are good friends. So I'm just kidding. I love it. So I understand all, all the stuff about bottle service clubs should be trendier. And I don't want anyone to think that what I was playing at Shrine, I was actually playing. Playing the original version of Tim as is at Shrine. That would, I agree. That would be a, a little uh taking things too far. I play, I always played the the Riddler remix, which I don't know if you guys are familiar. You should look it up afterwards. It it kind of made it sound almost. Uh, I had a hard tribal beat to it, and it had almost a dark kind of vibe to it, and it it, it totally flipped the record. It didn't sound anything like how the original sounds and. I'd probably play it a lot of times at 11.30 or 11.45. But again, back to what I said, it's I really feel uh, DJs should make that effort, um, especially Timber is actually a special example because that's one of those records where even at a bottle service club, I mean, it depends, I guess, club to club, but at least that shrine, as trendy as shrine is, I would still have said that of the girls wanted to hear that record when it was the hottest song out. Um, And I don't think it was a record, especially if a DJ played a remix to it. I don't think it was a record that was going to turn the trendy people off that much that they'd be leaving in droves uh, (laughs) if you you played it. Um, The best quote in all of remix report um that i've ever had and actually it, it wasn't even on our show it was when rocket scientists interviewed us on their show they were doing a, i don't know if their show was called uh, the rocket report um I, when they started it um but they had, own,
0: yeah.
1: they, they had their own they okay. had their own podcast a little after yeah. we had stopped ours and they brought jd and i on and we talked about remix report
2: they were doing the rant, right? They were doing a rant. Yeah, they had
1: the rocket rant was on our show. That was Solaris okay. doing that, and yeah. I think uh, I think he was told to stop. I, I believe by his agency, by Mood Moodswing. I think that's what happened. Is they told him to stop because I guess it's it's not a good look for a DJ to just be only be ranting. Maybe I mean I can I can see where that maybe that's not even even though it was all in good fun. Um, i, I can think see all I mean. publicity
2: is good publicity i mean
1: yeah, yeah i i think so too not i mean it was in good spirit the the rocket and there yeah. wasn't anything really bad about it but um the best quote in all of remix report i think was i don't know if it was either solars or guzi from rocket uh scientists one of them said you know what these girls they a lot of them they just work at whatever job they have nine to five or whatever it is all week they get together with their friends friday nights saturday nights it's the the one night they go out even if they don't go out every week maybe it's once a month with their friends they get to the club they some of them even have boyfriends they it's not like they're looking to hook up they just want to go with their friends to have fun and they and their friends they have their favorite songs they just Want to dance with their friends, have a good time, and hear the music that they love, and they just want to hear Katy Perry fireworks, and they want to belt out fireworks <laughs> or whatever their their favorite song is at the moment. And yeah. to me, that that really made me think. Um, that made me like think like, yeah, you know, as a DJ, you have a lot of power. Um, and for some for some DJs, it's like the only power that they have is just they come to the club and People come up and request songs They're like, "Hmm, you want to hear this song? Okay, huh. maybe, maybe I can grant that that for you." Um, You're like Zoltar. <laughs> it, it's just, it's. Uh, I, I always feel. I, I think of that quote all the time, and I, I I make that effort. If if there's that many people in the club that want to hear that song, I make that effort to play it and. I know some DJs, one thing that's popular in the, the DJ world is uh, people talk about how, how proud they are that they can still kill the, the night. They can still kill it without having to touch that popular song, which might get some easy cheers. And I don't even know why, that's, why anyone would want to play that game in the first place, but I look at it another way. I look at it as a challenge to be able to incorporate some of those popular songs, Timber being a perfect example, that, some, that, that might have a little bit, a slight bit of corniness to it. I look at it as a challenge to be able to play that and still keep your edge as a DJ and, and not having people look at you as a, a corny DJ, but still be able to please the crowd and still be able to, to do that so
2: to add to what you're saying i just i have two things one i just did a wedding and uh one of the girls came up and it was exactly what you just said about it, it was their song um they're all volleyball players and all the the girls like our song was no air by jordan sparks and i said what the fuck nobody liked that song well, that, how <laughs> was that even a song and i said is that really
0: slow True. Well, tell me how to breathe with no air
2: Dude, it was the biggest song
0: of the night, dude. It was the biggest song of the night. Baseballs, where he opens the can of air, (laughs) (laughs)
1: liquid air, death. Uh, No, but it was, it was big, dude. It was so big. That's a tough (laughs) one. Um, I mean, I just played
2: it, and they lost their shit. But uh, with Timber, um, had Pitbull not been on the record would you consider it cheesy? I mean, Pitbull just ruined everything, right? Well, like we were deep pitbulling songs. I remember like DJ's <laughs> Falling in Love, I was like deep pitbulling. Like I was taking him off every record cuz he was on everything at the time. So
1: I I actually have a friend that took Praze. He he made Fuji's the score without Praze. He took Praze off now. I
2: CeeFlo uh, C-Flo, uh C-Flo did one uh I don't know where I don't know if you ever put it out, but he did a whole P Diddy thing. So anything P Diddy was on, he like yeah. took everybody off the record and did a whole mix where it was just Diddy and Puffy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so but, absurd.
1: But but back to back to Timber. I, I think it was just the that whole vibe of the record was almost it. It felt like it should have been at like a, a country bar kind of. I don't even know. I think it was just I think it was the beat that did it. You think it wasn't That's the why swing I think your it was... partner round and round. It yeah, going down. But I'm telling you guys, That's... listen to the Riddler remix. He killed that remix. And I I think that remix almost uh it it's one of those I don't know when that song came out. Was that 2013 or 14, maybe?
0: 12. Uh, I think it's 2012-ish, maybe oh, right around then.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, he he did that remix and that remix sounds like something you could still play today. That he really did a good job on that Third, remix. Yeah, Shout that out to remix. Yeah. So yeah, that that was the remix that I, I always played. It, it kind of uh it took that little uh do sí do vibe that you don't want in the in the bottle service club uh, out of it. So. All, All right. Know, Ten so,
2: years later, these songs are so crushing, and I think that's part of the reason is that it's yeah. It's I don't know if it got brought new life to us 10 years ago but I want to say it's big now because it is so corny and it was played in like corny shit right like kids oh. shows and and that's what they grew up on right so that's what the kids bro, like it
1: bro all those songs from 2010 to 2012 are, are back yeah. now all of them I, yeah. I let me tell you some of the crazy requests that I've gotten um that really kind of that hammered it home to me that those songs were all coming back. Um, the first one was Hey Baby by Pitbull and Akon. That
2: was a hard delete.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I have it. Bro, that goes over well now. That goes over good right now. All these songs have come back. Um, the two crazy ones I've gotten that were really kind of deep from back then are uh, Flowrider, um, Who's That Girl, Who That Girl, with uh, I think it was a Get Up record. Oh, and, yeah. And then, that was with uh, Rihanna, right? Rihanna. No, no. Rihanna had "Who's That Chick?" I think. Oh, "Who's yeah. That Chick?" Okay. So the, who's I that girl? Forget, That was the other one that I was gonna say. I got for both of those. That was Nicki Minaj, right? Who's that girl? Was the one, um, was no, I think think Getta that's, and
0: Nicki. Who's I think that's that chick? Who that's that just chick? Rihanna.
1: Girl, Rihanna and Geta, I think. Actually, I, I don't know if Getta did the Flow Rider one. That "Who's That Who That Girl." Um, but like I've gotten requests for both of those. Those don't go over that crazy right now, but like a lot of those other uh flow rider things and uh you, you know what's funny is uh this this has been a good rapid fire segment so far. Um, <laughs> you know what's funny is, Let's is that Let's talk
2: about Kesha. That's the that's what this segment should be called. <laughs> Let's talk about Kesha.
1: I, I DJ'd a prom which I never do. One of my friends hit me up uh he, he usually DJs private events on his own and like mostly weddings. And he's like, bro, he's like, I don't really do bars and clubs like you do. I just do weddings. I have a, a prom coming up. I want you to just come in and DJ for me. And I take pride in the fact that I keep up on music for what the younger people want. I take a lot of pride in doing that. And I, I have a college gig that I've done forever. Those kids help me out a lot. I still was not ready for this prom, um, and it, it actually, you know what? It was it was about maybe it would have been easier if it was two hundred kids, but this was about forty or fifty kids. It actually wasn't an official prom; oh. it was during COVID, and it was That's something hard. their parents threw for them at a nice restaurant. It was it was treated like a prom, but it was ended up being forty kids. Um, I struggled a lot, and they kept coming up and. Uh, yeah. They wanted all those Flo Rider records. Um, they wanted all those old Pitbull records, 2010 to 2012, the Nicki Minaj, the Rihanna. Stuff like Disturbia goes over well. And you guys might laugh, and people watching this might laugh at me, but for these kids that are 18 to 25 now, hypnotize, back that ass up. Those are not their classics. Their classics no. are Super Bass and uh, S- Starships. Um, yeah. It's almost like Starships is their Hypnotized, as yeah. weird as that is to say. Um, no,
2: I, I go as far as any Black IP's record is like massive right now. It's no. that's their Hypnotized. That's their throwback shit.
1: Well, all those.
0: Well, I, I I'll even say. I've pretty much stopped playing back that ass up and hypnotize at my two spots because they just don't work anymore. Bro,
1: when when I came back from COVID and things slowly got back to full throttle again, um, I stopped playing. I, I, I made a note to myself, stop playing back that ass up, stop playing hypnotize as, as much as you can. I mean, there's still gigs where you could definitely play it. Um, but yeah. for the most part, I stopped those. And this is the saddest, one of all, is that I stopped playing Be Faithful. Um, That that was sad for me uh, to stop playing that record. Um, And you know, at the prom that I did, that was the biggest one for me, is there was a moment where I was really struggling at that prom. And I was like, all right, normally if you're struggling in a nightclub five years ago, Be Faithful, if you're you're struggling. and I was struggling at this prom. I'm like, will they know Be Faithful? Because I, I knew like these kids have never been, obviously they're 18 years old. They've never been to a bar or club before. I'm like, will they know it? And I, I'm like, you know, I'm struggling. Let me, let me give it a shot. And there was not one nod. There was not one finger in the air. There was not any reaction to it at all. They did not know it. And, I hope someday that that makes a comeback on TikTok or something because that's a record that should always be popular.
2: For me, that what's funny about that song is uh, anytime I'm playing where a uh, wedding, I do a lot of weddings. So uh, yes. anything that I wouldn't say is like noise ordinance, but anytime they're like somewhat um, thinking about the sound, if I play that record without fail, the, somebody will come up and say, can you turn it down? It's like, it's always the, the one that, because he's yelling so fucking loud on that song well, that they just come up, they're like, turn it down. And I'm like, I laugh about it now. I just know it's the fucking be faithful record.
1: What, what I love about doing these uh, this podcast, and it was the same thing with Remix Report, is uh, I feel like we can go on forever because someone tells a story and it reminds you of something else that, that you said. And you actually just reminded me of this. Uh, this is a story that might be my most embarrassing moment ever DJing um, I don't know if you guys remember the vinyl days those aviate 8 records were yeah. the loudest records that you owned as a dj and I remember there was my my kind of mentor uh shout out to big mark who will never watch this I think he's busy doing other stuff he's uh he's older now anyway <laughs> he's uh he was my mentor and he was awful when it came to bookings he was constantly double booking he double booked himself and this was probably like this is a long this might have been 20 years ago or longer than that when I was very young and uh, I hadn't really become a, a a DJ to the point where I, I was uh, I, don't, I don't know how to even put this well-rounded and confident yet and uh, I ended up doing this party private party and it was people older than me. I was probably 20 at the time and everyone else was probably in their 40s and 50s. And uh, they wanted a lot of older music, which I didn't have on vinyl. And right. I, it was a lot of disco and earth, wind and fire kind of stuff. So I was playing these, uh, I hooked up a, a CD Walkman to my mixer. And that's how I was playing a lot of those records. And If you've ever rendered one, which you guys are both editors for DMS. I'm sure you have. You've rendered some of those old CD files, especially from 70s stuff that hasn't been remastered. You know how thin those WAV files are. So the most embarrassing moment of my DJ career was playing from that CD Walkman, like an Earth, Wind & Fire track, which was probably uh, a WAV file that was like this, (laughs) going in to Be Faithful after, (laughs) with with the volumes at the same, and all of a sudden that Aviate record hit, everyone jumped from their seat. It was probably easily three or four times as loud as the record before that. That's something I'll never forget is making that mistake because those (laughs) (laughs) Aviate records were like twice as loud as just every other vinyl record back then that's what um,
2: I, that was always my transition i had i had a i had like four transition records that i brought and that was one of them
1: yeah that was a I loud mean, record back in the day you still got to have
0: i feel like some kind of backup i mean serato pretty good now but every once in a while something something happens and you got to have a backup but uh i always brought the
1: cd walkman with
0: me back in the day that's that's, <laughs> that's all right
1: for those records, I did
2: not have. Reminds
0: me of Wayne's World, where he's got it on his dashboard.
2: <laughs> oh my god! You're still bringing it now? No, 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 no,
1: no,
0: no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah he still brings phone. it. He still brings the CD walk oh, into the game. Uh, so People amazing. are like, "What is that? I've never seen." I, that I told before. you guys,
1: I'm not very much into tech, but I'm not that bad anymore. <laughs> yellow, all right, all right. Like, so, uh, here's a good time for this
0: one. What is the best non-curse word, one-word insult?
1: Um, me and my friends always call people dopes. <laughs> I like dopes. Dope. <laughs> That's a good um, one. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, the, the dope. One of my friends calls people a Muppets, but we, I, I like Dope. dope. <laughs> <laughs> either
0: one of them wow that's i love are... hearing what people say it's always so different and it's always it's always the best when it's like unique to the friend group too you always, yeah. every friend group has something that they say you know so it's always what a, what a dope just i don't know <laughs> that's what we always say i like that <laughs> um me and my friend group have been saying lately when we 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 have a guy that we're like you know, if anybody's just kind of piece of shit, we'll just be like, what a guy. That's what? our new thing right now. We'll just be like, what a guy he is. <laughs>
1: every, every group of friends has their own little, uh where I, I remember Aiden's was jabroni. Was, was that what
0: it was? Yeah, jabroni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was turned into giblet. Gibbet. Yeah, jibbit, jibbit, yeah the, the croc things. uh uh, i
2: got my daughter on that gibbets because she she hates crocs but she wears them all the time and i'm
0: like you gotta just start calling your friends gibbets and she's she's all on board on it (laughs) next thing you know it's gonna go viral on tiktok and it's gonna be because of our (laughs) our show and your daughter living out in trendy california (laughs) it's a gibbet um so Boston area, is there a go-to food for you? Like a go- if you, if somebody comes and visit you, visits you, like what's a, a place that you would have to take them?
1: Um, that's a good question. I'm, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually in Connecticut. I I was DJing in, in Boston a lot. JD and I both live, uh, we grew up probably 15 minutes from each other. And it, it is a, a crazy area not to get off topic too much, but, uh, we just happened to luck out where we grew up in the middle of nowhere and it just happened to build the two biggest casinos like in the world. It just happened to come to Connecticut right near where we live. Um this was a, a question I was not quite prepared for, but I can tell you my my favorite pizza spot, I'm a big pizza okay. guy, is Irene's, just a local spot in, in Norwich. Um I actually and as you mentioned in the intro, um, I just made the switch from Foxwoods casino to Mohegan sun. And just out of curiosity, have, have you guys heard of both of those casinos?
0: Yes. I, I only because of you, but otherwise, no.
1: Okay. No, you want to. Yeah. Okay. AM did
0: just at Mohegan sun for a while, right. AM played well, out there, I think.
1: Um, yeah, I, I he probably played. I, I know he, we had him at shrine, uh, we actually, back when I worked with Big Night Entertainment Group, I make it sound like it was a long time ago, but I'm still in the habit of saying uh, we or, or my company. And uh, I still say that, um, but this was probably 2010 or 11. They had AM and Jazzy Jeff do the, the combo. Um, I, I'm not sure if AM was ever at Mohegan Sun or not, which is my, my new home. Um, but, uh, a lot of big names have have come to, to both casinos and they're legit. I I think they're still, I don't know if they're still number one and two as the biggest casinos in the world. Um, they may have built one. I think I remember hearing they built one in like China that was bigger, but, uh, they're always making additions and stuff on, on these casinos. So who knows what it is now, but these are both big casinos um i know uh what's the deal There there's one in philly i think there's a casino out there that some of the philly djs play at and uh fuse did, did you say that you were playing at a casino is there one in, in ohio there is one in Cincinnati. there's actually a couple um
0: that you know uh, are in the area and it started out as a horseshoe downtown cincinnati um, and then it transferred, or they changed names and we called it Jack. And now it actually got bought out by Hard Rock, so it's a Hard Rock now. So here, okay,
1: So I, I don't know. Like w- when I see some of these other uh, casinos, like I don't want to brag, like our, our casinos are like way better <laughs> than than yours. But I, uh, <laughs> I, I really, I, I think, I, I think these casinos are like night and day from some of the other ones that I hear about. Like these are like massive like i know uh foxwoods um they, they've had a lot of big name djs that that big night brought in and I, I know mohegan doesn't do it as much with bringing in the big djs but like ed sheeran concerts justin bieber's coming up oh, wow. um so th- these are like legit uh big casinos that have big uh concert arenas big huge gaming uh i i don't know if they built uh a water park at Foxwoods. I think they were talking about doing that. They have like a racing cart thing there now. They have like – I, I used to DJ when they had liquid Sundays uh, at Foxwoods, which, which they have like a huge Vegas-style pool outside. So like these are both legit big casinos, which I, I can't stress how much we grew up in the middle of nowhere and it just happened to build right. these big casinos. Are they Indian casinos? Because They what... are both okay. Indian casinos. And after that, that big, long uh, casino rant I just went on, I remembered why I started uh, going into that was because uh, now that I'm at Mohegan, they have a, a Pepe's uh, Pizza place, which I'm not sure if you guys have ever heard of Pepe's Pizza, but it's regarded as maybe the number one pizza in the country. A lot of people consider New Haven, Connecticut, to be the pizza capital of our country I,
2: I was actually in connecticut and um shout out my homie todd uh he he took me to a couple of those places i guess barstool like ranked it at the top yes you guys are familiar with
1: barstool um yeah. they started barstool started out as a massachusetts a boston thing and obviously it's just gotten huge now but yeah uh portnoy dave portnoy um that's where i went yeah yeah, it was uh, the, Sally's and Pepe's were the the two highest ones that that he gave up in New Haven. But there is uh, a, Pepe's has a second location in Mohegan Sun, so I'm sure uh, I'll be having that pizza more often now <laughs> that I'm I'm working at Mohegan Sun.
2: Oh, so craving, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, pizza.
0: Yeah, and let's talk a, a little bit about this transition. So you were with uh big night entertainment which i mentioned earlier in the show that they own quite a few clubs and
1: one being the shrine yeah they they, uh they started off in the boston area um and let let me just say this before i because i i'll probably go into my story a little bit here and i i think my story is a really really good one for other djs to hear not I don't want to like bore everybody like talking about me, but at the That's same time That's why you're time, on,
2: like, man. We want to hear we, about you.
1: <laughs> there's a lot of lessons, I think, to be learned. A lot of stuff that I did wrong um, over the last 12 years, and just a lot of stuff I learned in general. And uh, I think my story has a happy ending because I, I end up with a, a big second chance in my career. And there was there's definitely some low points going in. So as far as my story goes, um, I'll start it after all, like the small bars and stuff. And once I finally worked myself up, um, I, I started with, uh, with Big Night Entertainment Group back in the summer of 09, they opened Scorpion Bar. And I started there and eventually I got into Shrine. And this is, this is the pretty quick version of, of my story. Um, and I, I ended up, uh, having that relationship being with big night till, uh, about March or April of this year. So a couple months ago, like you guys said in the intro, I was like literally just making the transition, um, and had, uh, a lot of good years with, uh, with big night. Um, and I mean, shrine, but, I'll give you the the background, I guess, on on Big Night, is that they started off with, I believe, a water park in Massachusetts. I don't know what year. It was, let's say, 2007 or eight or maybe before that. And then they ended up opening a nightclub in uh, Boston called The Estate. Next was Shrine at Foxwoods Casino, um, followed by Scorpion at uh, Foxwoods. They also opened up... um, uh, High end bowling alley at Foxwoods and uh, a Guy Fieri's restaurant at Foxwoods. Um, then that was about until 2017 or so. Then they finally started going back to Boston. Uh, I think first they they built another Scorpion bar at uh, in Foxborough where the Patriots play, right in Patriot Place there. Uh, and then they uh, went back to, to Boston for real. They opened up... Um, the, their first club might have closed before then. They opened up another small club called Gem. Um, then they they built uh, a big building that had a uh, Scorpion Bar downstairs and a huge mega club called the Grand Upstairs. Explain real quick. Like Scorpion Bar was the,
2: the rock bar, right? Everything... So it stays on brand everywhere, right? It stays on brand
1: everywhere. Yeah, but it it, uh, it started off as a rock bar and then eventually turned into kind of open format. Um, it it uh, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll make sure I, I get to that. Um, yeah. But BNG they they also opened up. Uh, our, our company didn't, but uh, another uh, some investors opened up uh, Encore Casino. I think it's owned by the Win. They, they opened up a big casino in Boston and then BNEG built a huge club called memoir up there. And then they opened up um, an, another restaurant called mystique that has DJs too. And I'm, I'm, I'll leave out some of the other small places that our, our company owns as well. And I, I think uh, DJs kind of, find it interesting when they hear these names like Memoir and The Grand and Shrine because you guys probably all uh, it sounds familiar because some of the big open format or even EDM DJs, you'll hear them playing and as as DJs who are part of the DJ community it, it, you always kind of take note when you hear a big club. I know I still remember the names of the clubs that AM used to play at from uh, searching his YouTube videos like or, uh, I think was a club in New Jersey. And I remember hearing all those, those names just from his, his videos. Um, right. So I'm, I'm sure you guys have heard some of these names from like, even like Joe Maz, uh, probably plays at. He actually, uh, he, he comes to, uh, Mohegan or, or he, he did a lot. Um, Avalon is the, the club at Mohegan son, yep. Okay. Um, but that's not a big nightclub. So <clears throat> I'm kind of getting off topic. Um, But anyway, so Big Night kind of over the the 10 year period uh, took over the Northeast. Uh, The the company was uh, just in in general as a hospitality group. I think it was like the the fastest growing hospitality company in the country. Um, The little company that I started working for um, became that. And I I mean, if you're a, a DJ... Um, in New England, and you're not with Big Night, which I'm not anymore. It's kind of it's kind of weird because they, they own uh, I don't know what the exact number is, but it's, it's almost like three quarters of the big clubs in New England are Big Night clubs, and and now they have their core group of DJs who plays in those clubs, so. It's like big night is, is nightlife in, in New England. Right. I worked for that company, started in 09 at Scorpion, went to shrine and I I had a good run with them. Um, As far as what happened with them, um, it's it's a question I'm going to be asked all the time. And uh, basically it's like um, they kind of, as I said, uh, when I started in 09, we were the kind of little company scorpion bar shrine a club in in boston and it was like three or four or five core djs that i was uh a part of um and as they kept adding these venues um i mean eventually the the company grew to like 35 or so djs i'm just throwing that number out there it was a huge number and um obviously uh from Foxwoods, once they started building these huge clubs in Boston, the company kind of shifted to Boston. They used to have the office at Foxwoods, Uh, the office moved to Boston. And eventually as things shifted to Boston, I was kind of more out of the loop a, a little bit. And I mean, as far as networking and stuff goes, I wasn't around as much for that stuff. And as the company grew in DJs, I, I think uh, they started kind of grooming and growing their own DJs within the company. Um, and obviously, they took pride in, in those DJs. And as the company expanded, more gigs uh, came up. Um, I kind of started getting less of those gigs. And uh, the DJs that I'm sure they were proud of, who are, are all great DJs that, that they kind of raised. Um, those guys eventually started getting more gigs. And, I mean, I kind of saw the writing on the wall. The, I kind of went from, uh, as far as my career goes, um, a lot of ups and downs. Um, I started uh, back in 09, 2010. I had a long run, like a five-year run, where it's like every weekend I'm playing for, uh, between Scorpion Bar used to hold three, 350. They pack it out and Shrine, I, I'd be at Shrine like every other Friday. Um, they used to get, I mean, it was like 400 to 1,000 people. So I, I was paying, playing for huge crowds every weekend yeah. for five years. And eventually, like our BNEG owned these big clubs, but like I said, I didn't mention some of the smaller places they own too. And eventually I went from DJing at like Shrine and Scorpion Bar and I was DJing at like they, they owned a, a place called CBS Sporting Club at uh Foxborough at Patriot Place. Um and I, I'm laughing while I say it. They they would laugh too. I'm not laughing to throw shade. Um yeah, yeah. it was funny, they they tried doing DJs there and it just didn't work out, but it was kind of funny. Um a funny story. So it it almost felt like I was DJing at Applebee's, to be honest. And it never uh <laughs> I, I I said that to the owner and he laughed too. I mean they they tried it it, it didn't work out, um, and there was one night you see so, that
2: meme where it's like the guy at McDonald's and he has cables running everywhere. That's what
1: I, I imagine. That was kind of I mean there was there was one night so it's a it's a a sports bar, and there, there was like one night where like I'm playing the breaks in between the Dodgers World Series game. And like I'd mute my or i I'd bring up my volume during the commercial, and i I'd, I'd mute it uh while the game was being broadcast and I, I think it ended up like trickling out the crowd uh trickled out that night it didn't work the we tried doing the d j thing there it didn't work, but there there was one night where uh I remember that they, they said that uh all right it, it was one of those things where like you can go home at at midnight we'll we'll close early if there's just nobody oh
2: man here. Oh,
1: And it ended up being one of those nights, so the managers told me that they were gonna go to the back and they'll find out. They'll they'll call up and find out if they if the owners wanted us to shut it down. So I'm still DJing. There's nobody, no, not one soul is in this place. The manager goes to the back. The bartender goes to the back. It's literally just me in this restaurant playing, and then the bartender kind of leaves. I see the bartender walk out the door. I don't know if the doors are even open to the place at this point. If they if she had locked the door behind her, I don't know. I'm still <laughs> playing music. There's nobody in here. I don't know if they're open or closed. I'm still playing music at full volume kind of. The manager's still in the back and she hasn't come out. It's been so it ended up being like 15-20 minutes of me playing music at a club for nobody that I don't even know if it's open or not. <laughs> and finally the manager comes out. She's like, yeah, we, we're closed. You can go home. But, oh
2: my God. but
1: I, went, I went from DJing for like a thousand people at Shrine every weekend to doing spots like that where it's like, uh, I don't even know if I'm playing in a place that's open or not. And that's eventually up. like a lot of the guys who were opening for me, started getting like way better gigs than I was. And like I said, they're all great DJs and they they deserve it. And I know the company took pride in kind of uh growing them. And at that point I kind of saw the writing on the wall. And then they they told me they were kind of cutting the the core group of DJs down to I think like 14 or 15. And I didn't make the cut
2: i would always say that uh like a, a good run at any club is five years right you you always know after after five years it's like okay i mean
1: yeah it, i, I like was like people
2: want to just change it up it's it's i don't think it's anything personal i just think it's a five year i mean I and mean, you 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 did almost 10
1: I, I did uh 13 uh I was about and so i'm i'm very i'm very grateful um for the run that I had and very grateful for uh, being able to work for that company. And uh, you, you know, like, I, it's funny, I, I have uh, like all my good friends are like, man, they, they the company, they'll, they'll never be the same with them. I'm, I'm like, bro, like they'll, they'll be just fine. They're in, they're in great hands. And, uh, and they're like right. a very, they've been very successful and they'll keep being successful.
2: And What's your advice for for like DJs? Like, well, yeah. You know, the, do, well, do you would you have actually I have a question? Would you have yeah. been allowed to? It's not like a Vegas thing where you can't. Like, Vegas is very much you. You work for that, that company, and that's what it is, right? Would you have been allowed to work for different companies, different no, venues? Are I, you? I, you I I love love
1: um, We we signed. Uh, what's uh, what's the word for what I? There's a word for what you sign where you can't. D- not compete. Non compete, yeah. I had to sign a yeah. non compete, um, and so I, I was just with them for a while. Um, like I, I was, we were treated very good. Like I, I was uh, full time with benefits and, and everything. Oh wow! Um, so it's it's a it's a deal wow. that that not a lot of DJs uh, have the opportunity to get. Um, and let me actually, you know, what before I give the advice, because there is a lot to be learned from my story. Let, let me just kind of I think it's better if i if I finish it and i yeah. will uh and, and then after that we'll we'll definitely get into that um so i I talked about how i I had a lot of good years with the company, but eventually it started winding down, and as it was winding down, I told you the the story about me doing some of these places that weren't <laughs> quite what I was doing at the beginning, and bro like like my career i i just felt like i had gone so low and i wasn't only playing with uh big night in some of those venues i did have the non-compete but the non-compete was for pretty much for mohegan sun for me and they obviously didn't want me playing at any big bars that were in competition with their big bars and clubs so I, I, was, I, I wasn't doing all my, my nights with them. And as uh, when things were good with the company, they pretty much filled my schedule. And as it, it started winding down over the last five or six years, I had a lot more free nights to do other places. So I was doing a lot of other places. And back uh, before the pandemic, uh, so right at the beginning of 2020 was the lowest point of my career by far. I was still making money and I was still had a full schedule, but I was just doing these places. Uh, it was kind of a running joke with my friends and I can always laugh at myself. Um, the Applebee's <laughs> I, that. And I, I was doing like a lot of places. Like I had this stretch where I was DJing for like 15, 20 people every night. And it was like, I, uh, I had a joke with my friends. Like I take snapshots of my, serato screen i'd minimize serato and i'd have like my uh my um apple notes up there and i would always joke like i could write a novel now's a good time for me to work on my my writing while, while i'm djing and i i would like kind of show i, I would start off on the the video i send it to my friends with a clip of my serato screen <laughs> then i would zoom to the crowd that like wasn't there and it, it was uh, there, These were some uh, dark- freestyle
0: musics playing in the background
1: and <laughs> <laughs> I have, I just, uh, anything. Um, so th- there was a, uh, there was a time that uh, this was right before the pandemic and I don't want to like blow up any spots. So I'll just say that there was, there was a, a big, uh, it was kind of a big deal in the DJ community. It still is a uh, type of media that came down I met with them in uh, Miami. I mean, you, you guys all know who they are. I'll tell you off uh, off camera when we're done. Um, yeah. They were in Miami in 2010 for uh, WMC. And they interviewed JD and I for Remix Report. They went up to us, saw us, and, and wanted to get us on camera, interview us, and... So that was in 2010. They actually came down um, recently to Boston and Connecticut for Big Night. And they did like a kind of a special on us. And it was like an hour long or so interviewed a lot of people. I wasn't even interviewed. And I, my name like wasn't mentioned at all in the the hour long. And it's, it's not so much even that I deserve to be <clears throat> at, at that point. It's, it's not like I'm, I'm mad. But it it kind of made me realize just how far kind of I'd fallen and my, my career in general. Um, when you think about like 2010, everything was, was going great for me. I was spinning for all these pack nights at Scorpion and shrine remix report was going. Um, I had recently done a couple mashups a few years before that, that were popular and you guys drew fuse are both very much part of what what's the dj community you guys are both on dms which is widely known in the dj community and it's like the dj community is i mean it's important for uh to have your name out anyone who does uh who's an editor on any of the dj pools is part of it um the guys who are playing in all the big clubs are part of it i mean it's it's pretty much the djs who you guys know i mean how many djs do you think you guys could name that aren't just in your local market probably 100 200 300 and and those guys are all very much part of it and i was very much a part of that back in 2010 um and after remix report ended and after my career with BNEG kind of started winding down and I, i didn't have those mashups uh the and the Fresh Prince that I did to fall back on. It's been a long time since those. My career and and my name definitely started winding down a bit and and, uh, fading out from the DJ community. And so I wasn't mentioned at all in that episode. This is uh, the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic. And I'm DJing for like 15 to 25 people every night. And it made me really take a step back. Like, what the fuck? Like, I can... I can assume I can swear on, on this. Oh
2: fuck, you cuss <laughs> away. I okay. it becomes not about the money, right? Basically it's like Yeah. Man, I, I money isn't important. Like I need to like you know, I need to well, I was still
1: I was thing. still making money. Um and I was my schedule was full. But it was just—that's right, like,
2: what I mean, though. It's like yeah, it's, it's not about the like, yeah. You're making money, but it's unfulfilling. It's like that's yeah, not exactly. What and I—I I mean.
1: I, I feel like I'm qualified. I, I can hold down these these clubs. I, I feel like I, I can do much more than than this. Um, and a, a lot of it made me like look in the mirror and reflect and like really, what have I done? Uh, because I, I felt like with with big night. Um, I could have easily grown in that company and and there was a lot of networking stuff that networking reasons that I I could have gone further. But at at the same time, there was stuff that I could have controlled more too on my end. I could have gone above and beyond and I'm very much to blame with it ending with big night. I I wish it had kept going. It didn't, Um, but I'm, I also hold some blame there too. And like I said, we'll get very soon. We'll get to like the lessons I learned. But, um, so I was in my lowest point before the, the pandemic and then the pandemic hit. And honestly, this is a joke I, I I've made to a, a lot of people. I, I feel weird saying that the, the pandemic was like the, the greatest thing for me because all Dude, these. People- I say it all the time. It was the greatest yeah. thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> Dude, imagine being like after nine 11 being like, bro, that was like the best thing for my career. It was like, helped me so much. But like I didn't mean it, to laugh
2: about it, but it's yeah, so It's, it's, true. Not, it's I mean, not funny
1: or anything, but just uh I, I mean, if if we're being honest, it just taking that break was the best thing for me and gave me a chance to to regroup yeah. and, and rethink everything and build my brand back up. And and I got to talk, obviously I know DJs kind of kept in touch with each other all the time, and I kind of got to uh even network a bit over the pandemic and um so we, we come out of the pandemic and I feel like I'm in a much better space personally, at least with my brand, I'm ready to start building that up and the pandemic, uh, we come back and things are still uh, fading out with me and big night and I'll just yada, 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 the, the rest of it. And so it eventually kind of ended. Um, actually what, one important thing uh, I should mention is that, I really felt my career was trending upwards um, back, uh, I want to say, at the end of the summer, of this past summer, my career finally started. Uh, I finally started building myself back outside of the company. I, I was able to kind of build back up outside of Big Night. I was still winding down with them, but outside, I was finally starting to build back up, doing some better places. And then I got injured, um, hurt my back. It's a back problem, but it was really my leg that, that was causing me a lot of pain. And I had to take work off from October till this March. So I just recently got back yeah. to work um, just when things had started getting good for me. I was actually DJing in the Encore Casino in Boston at Mystique, which is a restaurant. It's like kind of a, a lounge. Um, and at 12 o'clock at midnight... I was like, yo, I, I can't do this anymore. And it, I was in that much pain. And it, luckily, th- this wasn't a very high pressure gig. Like I said, it was a lounge. There right. wasn't people all around me. I decided at midnight, I'm going to put on a mix and just lie on oh. the ground of the DJ booth at wow. midnight. I can't do this anymore. So all of a sudden, it hit me. Like, when I say I can't do this anymore, it's not just for this night. Like, I mean, like, I started, it hit me that. I'm going to have to cancel all my gigs in the future for the near future. And I started sweating. My anxiety took over. As soon as I put on the mix and I went to lay down, I just fainted. I passed out. I like banged my head twice going down. I was, I banged my nose. I was just bleeding from my nose and the back of my head. I hit the back of my head. I had a huge gash and there's just blood everywhere. And it was funny Mm. because, uh, I laid down for a while and and that used to, uh, that, that would kind of make it so I could stand for a while after that. So I got back up and I didn't realize how I looked. I tried to tell the manager. like, Oh my there.
2: God.
1: I'm like, no, I can, I can still even imagine
2: dude. I, I didn't
1: realize I had blood all over my face. So he's, he's like, nah, bro. He's like, he's like, go clean yourself up and go home. But so anyway, that was my oh, last night in October. I didn't start again till this March. I feel much better now. And, Big Night kind of let me go um, in April, March or April. So I I was a little nervous, but luckily um, I made some good connections in Big Night. And one of those connections was a friend. uh, His name is Cody. He works in uh, Mohegan at this spot called Vista, which is owned by the Lions Group. They also own a big club at Mohegan called Avalon. And luckily he, he worked at Scorpion Bar with me we became friends. He ended up going to, uh, to Vista there at Mohegan. I texted him right after I got let go. And I was just like, I, I had always texted him in the past and I would say, Hey man, are you looking for any DJs? Cause I, I would reckon, recommend right. my friends to him to see if he could book them. This time I texted him and I was like, Hey man, are you looking any DJs looking for any DJs asking for me? And yeah. then uh, he texted me back like, yo, what's up? I told him the deal. And he's like, yo, I might have something for you. And it turns out the main resident there is moving soon. So it worked out just timing wise for me. Um, I was able to get in at the other big casino, um, which I don't know what I'd be doing if I wasn't there. I'd be like traveling a lot. Um, And I happen to live literally Two minutes from Mohegan Sun, not oh not even. Oh my two.
2: god, that's rad! So
1: it just worked out perfectly. um So that's my story. As far as the lessons to be learned from that, well, well, I mean, before you
2: get into that, what I want to say is, it's it just goes to show, like, always be nice to everybody, right? I mean, oh yeah, that that that's just you don't know who the fuck anybody is. It could be the the bus boy, it could be the fucking waitress, it could be anybody and you yep. never know it's like always 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 be nice to every single person and it just it takes you look at look at, exact perfect example
1: so this is my biggest second chance not only am i starting uh a, was i lucky enough to get pretty much the same job somewhere else that a job that's very rare to get not only that but i'm also feeling better now and i'm slowly getting better and i'm able to dj again so in, in two ways this is a big second chance for me um so like you said uh the, the big lesson from all this is just our industry is all about relationships
2: 100%, I, I bro.
1: i can't say that word enough relationships um and like that's all it is um I, I, I just can't stress that enough so I, I made so many friends over the years with all the managers and staff at, at Big Night and those those jobs I mean Big Night's such a great company to work for and you can use it to move on to other places too it has such a, a great name um, so a lot of the managers end up who are like assistant managers there for the restaurants, they'll end up taking GM positions uh, somewhere else. So right. I've had a lot of opportunities come that way from all the managers I've been friends with that end up going other places and, and they'll reach out to me to DJ and it worked out so perfect for this. Um, the other lesson uh, I've learned um, is for guys who, this is for, for, for two DJs, for the, for the DJ, Who has a a long-term residency like I had and and just in general for the DJ who everything is going very well for I've learned uh, one as for the residency never put all your eggs into one basket which is something that I did Um, so when it came time for me when it came time for me to to uh, try finding other jobs I I had a lot of difficulty doing that. i never had the need for other jobs. um, And I just wasn't in position to do that. Um, I had made a lot of, uh, I I had a mixed CD series that I did regularly for every season back 2010 to like 12 or 13. That was very popular. I got a lot of jobs from that. And I always get people still telling me that they listen to those old CDs. And, I should have never stopped that. I should have kept going online and and making it downloadable, but I didn't. I kind of got comfortable with the company for sure. And I I was, I mean, there's a few DJs in our company that have used the company. The company's kind of made them a lot bigger. Um, And and BNEG definitely has the power to do that. And I was kind of hoping they would do that for me. Um, It didn't end up happening for me. And I should have been grinding harder on my own which i didn't do i got comfortable with the company and kind of thought things would just stay as they were or continue to get better because that's what had happened in the in the past and that's on me for not working hard so for any dj that has a long-term residency right now um keep grinding don't ever stop um and i i know sure, man. It, not that i'm comp- not that I'm comparing myself in any way to being the Tiger Woods of DJs, but, you know, Tiger Woods, when he was at the top of his game, it always it was weird to me. He would always keep trying new swings and, and keep trying to, to better his swing. And it was like, dude, this guy's at the top. Why is he doing this? But it's like when, when things are going good, never stop. And I kind of did stop in, uh, in some ways. Um,
2: I, I, I have a similar story in that 2004. 2004- 2014 2015 it was kind of i mean it was 14 i would say it was the end of the edm boom but um, you know i i i basically had to take that year off and then reinvent myself in 2015 and just kind of transition into private events and you know yeah. i would say i'm super in demand now because nobody can really do what i can do like there's not yeah. somebody that can do a club style of a wedding and so i'm in a different market but you you always have to reinvent yourself i mean
0: you can never be sale it's with i what i know about drew and in 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 his career is that drew kind of got in with a a a good group of guys that are super entrepreneurial and uh, you know we've had a lot of them actually all of them on the show so far and you know those conventions that drew has gone to the, the DJ collective and drew being able to play in front of such a large group of, you know, hustling, you know, uh, entrepreneurs that, that, you know, have these giant wedding companies that are booking out. Like we talked about earlier, you know, five and 10 DJs, you know, at a time every weekend, him putting himself in front of them and then hearing him play and like what he does. I think that was a big part of your you you know your career taking a different direction too drew you know well just always look at
2: we're all get comfortable right it's like the money keeps coming and like that's what i've always i i relate this and i i might have mentioned this in a a prior podcast but my parents owned a video store and i always relate it to i always think back on that they were entrepreneurs and you know what fucked them up is blockbuster came and literally pulled the rug underneath them, and they were like, wait, this was a cash cow. What happened? And they just got it. So I've always thought in my head, like, you always got to be looking to next year and next year and the year after it. And, and so I, I feel for you. I, I understand what you went through because it, it is tough, and you do have to take a step back. And I think that's what the 2020 uh, you're talking about. You were able to actually, like,
1: yeah, look at what was happening right and that and and, you you know i i knew i needed to step up my game um social media wise that's another way that i'm kind of to blame is i never i never took uh the pictures and uh the social media as i I never put as much effort into that as i should have um one thing uh to be fair this is always my, my thing is that It's DJing in in that way can be kind of a rich get richer thing where the guys who are in are already in the big clubs with the big crowds are the ones who already get the pictures and the videos and those clubs (laughs) have the photographers and they get all that dope footage for Instagram. I wasn't getting that at the time. Um, so, dude, uh, so
2: you could have had a killer picture with your notepad up of your bio and yeah. the people.
1: I, a- I actually did post a, I did post a picture once that uh, another one of the servers at Scorpion Bar showed me. It was she had taken a picture of a, a girl. It actually was a busy night at Scorpion Bar, but there was a girl in the middle of the crowd reading a book while I was DJing.
2: I don't know how we transition this, but I'm, I'm a giant fan of. Uh, I love rock music, right? And uh, I can imagine how awful it would be. Amazing and awful, DJing all rock. So I'm just curious, like, how you pulled it off and without, like, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm asking, but I, I would love to just talk about how you did a rock club, you know?
0: Yeah. Also, I also will say that I think Two thousand, like when that started is very different than now too. It is like very realize. different than now.
1: Um, how
2: long did that last? And is it, is, is you said it's open format now, right?
1: The, it it is, is open format it now. It, it lasted a, a few years, maybe two or three years. Those, those were long years. It, it, was, it was only two <laughs> or three years. It seems like it was a lot longer than that. And yeah. as far as how I, I got into it. Um, it was, I'll tell the abbreviated version of the story. You probably read it on my Facebook post is that I was DJing another club in Hartford. It was a mega club that a friend opened up and he had told me to, he wanted me to play the, the same music AM played. And you know, AM's kind of famous. He's famous for a few things, but he's famous for like that, that wonder wall routine. And like, I remember like there's like a beatbox thing he does where he goes into sweet home, Alabama. And I, I've seen all his videos. So I, I played a lot of rock mashups Turned out my friend had seen him play all house sets. So I got <laughs> stuck DJing in the rock bar upstairs. That's where it all started was in that club in Hartford. And that was very stressful for me, DJing, the first time DJing all rock night. I did yeah, a lot of work, but I'd never done it before. I had no idea how it was going to fit together. Um, thank God at the time for Crookling clan because I played so much of that stuff, um, a big part. I wrote in a notebook all these rock songs the year they came out and their BPM to kind of memorize that. To me, the key with playing a new genre is you want to know when your songs came out. And it's like if you're playing hip-hop, you don't want to play M.O.P. Annie up and then go into next wifey or something like that. Those are both (laughs) old-school classics. So if you don't know music, you're like, "What? I'm playing like an old-school set. This should – go together. But it doesn't. Right. by any means. So I, I wasn't really into rock. I was always old school reggae, old school hip hop growing up. So I had to kind of learn the rock. Um, my first week doing it, I was so stressed out. I got a sty in my eye, oh which is it comes from stress. It either comes from bad hygiene or from stress. I like to think it wasn't because of bad hygiene. I was very scared <laughs> And I eventually became very comfortable with it, but the tough part was at that club and at Scorpion, I was doing um, like I was doing every night there. There was, there was times I was doing like Friday Saturday at that club in Hartford. That club in Hartford led to me doing Scorpion. I was doing um, sometimes four nights a week at Scorpion Bar, All rock. And the thing that was the toughest, um, I had said this to JD. Well, there's a couple things. One I said to JD, because JD was kind of my boss with uh with the company. I was like, dude, like, cause we we didn't advertise it as a, a rock bar at Scorpion, and they got a good crowd in there that kind of would have preferred open format. I was always getting requests for Britney Spears from girls and stuff. I told yeah. JD, I was like, bro, like I love playing at Scorpion Bar. I'm playing for a packed crowd every weekend, and I love uh the staff and everything i don't want to say 10 years from now that i played music every friday saturday night for people who didn't want to listen to what i'm playing but that was one thing i, I said to jd i love theme, i love theme nights but i
2: love theme nights when people are involved or interested it was, right it's everything this, that you're just saying right now They they people get pissed it's well, like well,
1: what they the didn't fuck, advertise man. it as really a rock bar rock night. That's it just what was. always ruins
2: it. Yep, that's what yeah, always um, ruins it,
0: dude. And the other key is once you break the the rule, like yeah. if you were to play that request, fuck, there's yeah. no going back. Like now yeah. it, the floodgates are open. So you either oh, have yeah. to be strict like no man, I'm you know Drew and I did a TRL night together and it was like any they advertised it, it was great and you know we were able to stick People to the came plan dressed up. Of that. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: They had they had videos playing, like it was all in. But I, I can't imagine like if there's no advertising, you're like you're the one that they
0: come to. You're the first one. It's like
2: No, it's Rock Bar. And you're like, Well fuck.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Garrett, like, listen, bro, i you long. think that I would be standing up here doing this if it wasn't like <laughs> like, you know.
1: Dude, I, I remember uh my one of my fun the funniest things that happened to me at Scorpion Bar, I remember uh it was very early in the night, like when I first got there and Remember, I'm there all the time. So I'm playing all different kinds of opening sets. Like I, I had so many that I had to make kind of to play there. I, I got there one night and I'm playing uh, Listen to the Music. Who sings that song? that old uh, – Shannon? No, no, no. This is a oh, rock, the rock Brothers. The yeah, Doobie Brothers? Yeah, Doobie Brothers. Listen to the oh. Music. I'm playing like that kind of stuff early. This, this Jersey Shore-looking kid comes up to me and he's like, bro. He's like mad, like legit mad. He's like, bro what the fuck are you doing? And uh, I'll never forget. Can you blame that.
2: Him? I, I, I don't know that I could blame him. i would be thinking the same thing. Like you're right. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. I got, <laughs> I
1: mean, he, he had no idea. It was a rock bar. And he just saw like the DJ playing the doobie brothers. Like what? he's like what the fuck are you doing um what what was peak hour rock i I, mean
2: were you just doing the acdcs or the hold on i want to comment
0: on that because i remember during the remix report days you you and jd put a couple things out and they were like you guys were making like um little blends that kind of would play there was like one all american rejects like swing swing with like i got a feeling or something that jd i think did
1: we, we we made we made a lot of our our own little ones that the coolest one that I ever did. I I did so much stuff that I never put out that I, I, I feel weird putting it out now. But I had one. It was Aerosmith. Dude looks like a lady mixed with the Killers. Um, somebody told me, what, what was wow. somebody? Because t- you know I go, Somebody told me you had a girlfriend that looks like a. So I, wow I, Bro, I, I you need to send two me two, that
2: you need to send me that I need, I need this yeah that, I, I you know, you know what's life. funny is
1: I, just now i literally just now realized how uh in 2022 how politically incorrect that is now <laughs> I, I, just, I just realized that just now they look like a lady yeah I, well he them <laughs> somebody told so me he had a boyfriend
0: <laughs> that looked like a girlfriend that looked yeah. like a
1: yeah. something what, had, what is I, it oh, yeah Um, so that, that was a fun little one that I, that I made. Um, but yeah, we made a lot, we made a lot of stuff. Um, and to answer it
2: canceled again, don't put that on Twitter. I I learned,
1: I learned my lesson fast about, about that. Um, we to answer your question about peak hour stuff. It was, yes, it was a lot of the, the typical stuff. Um, I got to the point really, I could probably play two four hour nights or three and a half hour nights at scorpion bar friday saturday with playing a lot of different stuff on each night i would still uh some of them will be different remixes i'd still play shook me all night long both friday and saturday i could do it in different ways and i i could i was at the point where i could play even two or three very different nights um but it was a lot of the same stuff and that's the one thing i would always tell people about dj and a rock night versus open format like as it is now as it is now jack harlow the lotto or lado those are like the biggest songs right now in uh another six months it'll be something else um with rock from the day that i started till the day that i ended jesse's girl living on a prayer Shook me all night long, outfield. Those wow. were the biggest songs every night. Those were the biggest songs. Uh, when I started, when I ended, Dude, it never changed. Shook me all
2: night long is fucking nails on a chalkboard for me. Like it's it's Dude, it's become it's become like I hate that fucking song. I fucking bro, hate that song.
1: Because of what I did at Scorpion, all rock music became nails <laughs> on a chalkboard for me. I was playing four nights a week yes. sometimes, and now, when I hear that like pop punk is coming back and I, I still very rarely, it, it took a while before I could ever play rock music again after that time.
2: Dude, I get it. And yeah, scars remind like, him that the I'm past
0: a... is real. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm a
0: rock kid, man. I'm a, I'm a rock kid. So I yeah. get it. Uh, I could see that. I mean, I'm, I like rock, too. Uh, I think that playing it for that long and that many days in a row, I would get sick and tired of it, too.
1: It, it really wore my my very, very first night at Scorpion, which was kind of an audition. I remember uh, I, I played uh, Britney Spears Womanizer, which was popular yeah. at the time. And I felt like I could, I had a plan how to play it, and I felt like I could kind of sneak that in as a rock song. That song kind of has a swing to it. It is kind of a, mm-hmm. a rock pop, and I got yelled at, too. I remember, I don't think it was one of the managers. Uh, maybe it was like an assistant manager, or even like a head security guard came up to me. And he's like, it's supposed to be all rock tonight. So I, I, I learned my lesson right there. Very strict, all rock.
2: Dude i i used to book a bunch of bars and um we always had a running joke if the security guard liked you then i would never book you ever again Let's it was start. like the they, they i honestly i would get a text and be like dude the security guard said i crushed it i was like i won't book you anymore sorry you're not getting <laughs> booked. The,
1: the, the big you joke- just fired yourself like a fucking idiot you know the, the big joke in sports is that they always say that uh for the general managers of the, the teams, the GMs, they always say, if you listen to the people in the stands, that's where you'll end up. And that, that's, that's like always the big quote. And you could probably use that with DJ and too, if you listen to the, the staff or the security, that's, that's what, what you'll end up doing. Oh, instead of DJing. the
2: Security guard. Like, it was like instant. I would get that text every, it was always when I put a new guy on, he'd be like, or the security guard that I crushed. it." I was like, guess what you just did fired yourself. Uh, you know, from what? here
0: on out too, I'm only gonna tell Drew when he asks about my gig. I'm gonna be. He's like, "How was your weekend?" I'll be like, "The security guards loved it."
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what? So, that you know what really annoyed me about security guards, and I I, I still love them. i have friends with a uh, with a lot of them, but it would always annoy me that some of them when I I worked at a lot of venues like Shrine was no requests, and they would always they, they would come up to me every once in a while, and they'd be like, "Yo, someone just asked for Meek Mill." And it, it was always funny how that worked because they would o- only tell me when it was that they, they would never uh, run up to yeah. me and be like someone someone just asked for Miley Cyrus I would never get that it was always they they would always tell me when it was stuff they wanted to hear
2: what what if they asked for Kesha it was, was the Cream Dream you were like well, <laughs> I mean, bro I got you got you fam.
1: Automatic.
2: Wait, <laughs> okay, wait, wait. We didn't even ask. I didn't even ask about this when we were brought up
1: Kesha. But what is your Kesha song? You know, um, I, I would have to say my favorite one is "We Are Who We Are." That, that's my favorite. Diggs had a
2: really good remix of that, and I I accidentally deleted it. I need to get that back.
1: I might have uh, it actually. That as, soon as this is over, Die Young has been smashing for me. I've yeah. brought back Die Young. I, I hadn't actually played Kesha for a long time, but like we talked about at the beginning, uh, all that stuff is back in 2010 or 2012. Die Young is is definitely back. All wait, right, wait, well, hold up, wait, wait, hold up, real quick. Uh, do you have any deep cut Like, is there any album cuts that you're all about? Um, no. someone, uh, I, I, someone just asked me for Animal again, which I had forgotten about. That's 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 one that. I don't yeah, know. But that I was would...
2: still kind of a hit. I yeah, mean, I don't
1: like, know crazy kids I, I don't have any i don't have any deep deep cuts no but some I of her agree. minor her minor songs like you, you guys might have forgot about crazy kids that's a very good one i um, don't remember that one at all that's a that's a very good
2: one. dude i'm uh, going down the kesha rabbit hole on the uh, <laughs> when i go pick up my daughter i'm like oh kesha like let's go you know that on spotify it says this is kesha i'm just gonna hit random
1: <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be there with you
0: uh <laughs> Since we're talking music, let's let's do our Serato Top 5. We're going to play a little segment video, and we'll get into it with you. Okay.
1: The Serato Top 5.
0: That's a fantastic Drew Pierce production right there. Oh, my God. All right, so –
1: don't get mad at me. I was definitely, I'm definitely prepared for this because I have, I have the answer kind of ready. But I assume with this, you guys mean to go in Serato and look at the top five most played tracks. My, right. I assume yeah. that's a a newer version of Serato because the version I'm on doesn't even have that. So <laughs> I did put a lot of thought into this. You're, are you still so, on Scratch Live? Not scratch. So I'm, I'm on Pro, but it doesn't. Uh-huh. I think that's a, a Newer update, I believe, because yeah, I looked. I, 0.5. I Yeah, I right clicked, and that wasn't one of the options there to, to have to add to, because it, it would show up in one of those columns, right? Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it fine.
1: wasn't yeah. an option. So I did put some thought into this, and I'm not just giving you guys the obvious answers. I put some thought into what would be my top five, and first of all, a ladies is has to be there. That's a record I play. Every definitely. game at, at some point, I don't know when it was. Th- there was a point where I realized, like, I always played an opening, and I'm like, this song goes over really, really well for an opening record. <laughs> I need to start playing this prime time. Um, so yeah, that's that's, definitely, that's peak yeah, hour, it is peak hour, it always gets played because it's, it's such a and one, now, are you playing the whole thing or are you
2: playing like tiger only
1: like, a lot whatever. of times i'll i know that's an essential uh dms edit. who, who makes the essential edits for dms uh, well
2: D, dj donk did like a, a thing but i we, think it's mostly simo
0: okay yes so, yeah we were doing we've retitled stuff and had some ideas and they've kind of fallen off or other people have taken the ideas so we've kind of scrapped them and stuff like okay. that so those,
1: those are really good edits um, and I, I would play that one sometimes or i play the original I usually only let it go one verse um, that was specifically
2: my, DJ Donk if it's labeled essential that was DJ Donk,
1: DJ Donk. okay shout out to DJ Donk um, bad habit of mine is I always 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 play the same song after A-Ladies it's if 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 you were to do somehow if they had that in Serato, you could find out the two songs you play most together it would definitely be this I always go from A Ladies to Travis Porter bring it back always always always
2: well A Ladies is Travis Porter so you're just doing the back to back Travis Porter right
1: is is A Ladies Travis Porter are you sure it is
2: how positive who, who yeah, does who does, bring
1: it, who does bring it back then it's Travis Porter. Is it, is it really? Are those really both Travis? I didn't know
2: that.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Travis Porter. Well, it's
2: I. I only play the Tyga edit, so but okay. it is Travis Porter, and it's a, it's Travis Porter featuring Tyga and I didn't then, even realize those back. are both Travis so, Porter. So I, I have the same problem uh, with anything. Hey, ladies, I always follow it up with um, gas pedal.
0: Okay. Do you guys even know that Travis Porter is a, a trio? Yeah,
1: I know. I I knew I knew it's a group. Is it? Uh, yeah. I, know. I, I didn't I know it was. It's a, a trio. Little... Yeah.
2: But yeah, that is. A Ladies is Travis Porter. I didn't know yeah. that was a trio. Wow. There you go.
0: Yeah. I saw it on a flyer one time and I was like, who the fuck are the other two guys?
1: <laughs> I, I always find it weird with uh EDM names that I never knew were due. There's some that I thought were we're duos or trios that are only one guy, and then there's, there's some that are multiple guys that I thought was only one. It's always fun learning those uh, EDM uh, acts, too. Like, I think Fire Beats, I think, is two guys, or is it one? I, I don't know. I always get confused. I don't but know. But we, uh, we regress anyway, or digress. Is it regress? or I think it's digress. So back to my, my top five, um, definitely Be Faithful is definitely there. Um, I I would play that just all the time. And I I stopped recently uh, as the pandemic came back. Um, Definitely Paris by Jay-Z Kanye. Um, Okay, yeah, yeah. Those three songs. um, Because Paris is always a staple. If I'm playing down south, like 70 BPM, that song just always gets – gets played always yep um, do you play the jay-z and kanye or do you quick quick
2: mix jay-z only i've been
1: meaning to make a version of that that's shorter forever i haven't gotten around to it yet is there one on dms if there isn't one you guys need to make one that uh, of jay-z only um just a shorter version in general of that song
2: i it's weird because i think everyone sings along yes to the kanye got
0: part. uh the clean cut down and short but okay so there's the, i think uh, the everyone
2: thing. sings along to the kanye part but um people know the I mean, whole
1: thing up until that little spot oh <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> <When>
1: people, people <laughs> yeah. Still sing along to the the whole thing um i i always cut it off before it gets to that static beat or whatever where the beat switches right, right, right. yeah yeah did C-Flow um,
0: have like the mall edit where yeah. it like it's at mall well,
1: and then it just he gave well,
2: it to yeah. us, but uh, <laughs> I want to say Shy Dooley did it. Uh, but it basically has malls like at the mall. It it's like yeah. it it
1: just it keeps so going. <laughs> you know what? There's a there's a dope transition <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that Deville did back in the day uh, on Clan, I think, and it was uh, he did that with Nicki Minaj in. Uh, the Sha the Sean a uh, Big Sean song dance where she goes, uh w- what does she say? She goes, ah, 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 and he just like kept that going um forever. Um I like what uh what Wookiee did to Look At Me Now, where he took the the busta that did it and he kept yeah. that going for a while. I, I like those kind of edits. I yeah, always I at the bar
0: would play "Making the Stallion Body," where she goes "body, yadi, yaddy, yadi," and I would just <laughs> loop the adi adi yadi, yadi" until people would look over at me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, all right, so what what other songs? Um, you're, yeah, yeah. you're, my, you're on three fire. or four right now. Yeah, I'm I'm at three. Danza is definitely there. Um, That's a the great right one. And I, I would say the the last one might be a Deville transition uh DeVille back in the day in, in the Crooklyn clan days um he has so many transitions that I have overplayed like crazy um and he did one it's called all I do is party which is that that Nori chant all I do is party he just took that over and over and uh he looped it for a bit and it goes from 128 to 70 and I overplayed the shit out of that one um I feel like transitions they're a huge part of what i of just uh kind of how my set goes and i I really wish that there were some it seems like the art of transition has kind of been lost there's a lot of transitions out there that kind of just are like if it's one twenty eight to seventy it'll be one twenty eight with just like an explosion for a second and go down to seventy. I feel yeah. like. People really need to bring back the the great transitions again, because for me, they really kind of define my set. If I get a transition to a song um, to kind of start my down south set that I don't usually start my down south set with, then it kind of just changes the whole flow. And it's a really good way to switch up your night. I, I
2: stopped playing transitions. Um, I saw... <laughs> this just goes to show that if you see a good DJ, you also need to see really bad DJs. And there was this bad DJ that I I went and saw and he was just slamming tracks and it was crushing. I'm like, it was after that set that I was like, I threw out almost every transition that I had. I have maybe three at this point that I use. And it's really now it's just like slam records. You know,
1: there's so many different ways to DJ and I've seen so many different ways work. One funny thing I noticed is – I, one thing I noticed over time, like I've seen some DJs play two weird songs in a row that you wouldn't really think that that you probably shouldn't ever play. Like I joked before about MOP going into like Next, Too Close, or something like that. But the one thing about doing that, like if you're playing Justin Bieber's Sorry and you go into Rough Riders Anthem, it might get like an extra – it might get like an extra huge cheer because a lot of people at the the club, like all, all the all the the thugs who want to hear like that super energetic hip hop, they're all like, "What the fuck's going on?" They're like this, and right, then you right, play Rough Riders anthem, and they're just like, "Yeah!" Like everyone's cheering. So it might <laughs> get a little, like a little extra cheer. I wouldn't necessarily recommend that style of DJing before, but I have actually seen that
2: that work i got i got a transition for you it's justin bieber baby into baby shark is that the one <laughs> yeah,
1: um I, I that would baby, be baby
2: baby so. baby shark doo, 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 doo. That, that justin Bieber drew's record has
1: that, that justin bieber record has come back again big time oh yeah that one's big oh, I play God, it all the time massive. but drew's whole this thing is, so is
0: what he loves to do when he's djing at a bar is he likes to get it to where he's crushing it and then try to fuck it all up that's what he (laughs) likes to do
1: it is it is kind of what i like yes you're right just for the record i'm not a big segue guy when i say transitions i kind of mean generic into the song i've never been a big segue guy
2: no i i agree i mean dude there's certain transitions i live by especially for weddings i live by some of these transitions because you need them and i've been wanting to make more um like for instance yeah. something that i really want to do is uh, if you make note of this one but it's <laughs> uh, a bunch of disco i'm i'm up tempo doing like september don't stop till you get enough you know the, the generic uh wedding songs and yeah. i want to get down to uh staying alive because yeah. then you got a whole more of that that opens it
0: and right. uh anyways i i want some kind of transitions like that where that's I do one like of my, the... one of the transitions i play all the time is simo made a calabria transition like i think it's the firebeats remix of it okay. but yeah. it starts at 100 and goes to 128 and it's just yeah. like super simple it's like Dah. it's just the horns right but then yeah. it basically transitions with just the horns and comes right into the drop and I'm like it's perfect for me to get from that to up tempo and I use yeah, those that one all the time those
1: work a lot I've seen some transitions that that really really work and I, I'm always thinking in my head when I'm playing if I'm at if I'm in the hundreds I'm like how can I get to 128 if I'm at 128 it's all right when I'm done with this how am I going to get back to 70 again? And I I don't usually often find myself in the 80s, and I don't often find myself in the 110s uh, in that range. I'm usually 70s or uh, 100 or 90s to 100 or 125, 128
2: for the most part. Well, speaking of transitions, um, you were – Remix Report. I just want to talk about Remix Report because uh, you guys were bringing up these kind of things that people needed to play and that it would be a transition from this record poll or from Crooklyn Clan or from this or this. You know, um, just want to talk about Remix Report. Is it coming back?
1: Can I Um, convince you to bring it back? (laughs) I I do have plans on doing something again. I mean, as you can tell, I'm looking in the corner how long we've been recording for. You can tell I love to talk about DJing, I know you guys like talking about DJing too. I mean, this, honestly, we've been doing this, it says two hours, eight minutes right now. It, yeah. it seems like it's been like a half hour for me, at least. Me um, too. 100%. It, it goes by really, really quick. Um, and I, I do hope to bring it back. I have so many topics that I love to talk about. Um, I, and I... I, I love to kind of go in more detail about my story and the lessons you can learn. I, I, I love to talk about all that stuff, and, and uh, I uh, hope to bring it back. And unfortunately, if it does come back, it would probably be just me. I don't know if anybody would want to hear that or not without JD. JD is a very busy guy. Um, he's like the busiest person in the world. Uh, he, he teaches at Berkeley. I don't know if you guys knew that. Uh, in boston he's very busy with that um and he has the his wedding business which is he's crushing the wedding business so he's an extremely busy guy he probably wouldn't be joining me but i do hope to to bring it back on my own maybe
2: maybe explain to some of the younger djs because we do have a lot of younger djs they don't even know what remix report was so me and fuse are super fangirling out about having jay spring on here and and jay spring was Legitimately, one of the early, early, early people that were on YouTube, and was it YouTube? Because I tried to find um, it. it we, we, on actually,
1: we actually had our own website, but it, it was on YouTube. And I, I, I wish we had, some of those videos. I'm sure have gotten deleted since then. Um, I, I wish we had had known kind of what to do. I mean, like you said, we were very early doing the podcast thing, and there. I don't. I don't think the formula for success was uh written out we kind of had to figure out things and i know like like nick spinelli he he crushes it on youtube right that's where most of his his views are i think that's his bread and butter is youtube and yeah and we uh we had our own website where we used to post the videos i think we used vimeo and from vimeo it went to our site um but
0: because YouTube, there's a ton time. on YouTube. They would have. You guys, was you there? guys have a, a whole remix channel. It's it's called yeah. Remix Report. We'll link it in the comments. And you guys oh, have yeah. a bunch of videos on there. Right, I was I
1: wasn't sure if they were still up there or not. Yeah, um, some of them could be muted, you know,
0: in certain yeah. parts due to like copyright stuff. But yeah. But
1: but as far as for the younger viewers here right now, Remix Report was just, I mean, it, it's what this sh- interview and this this show, what you guys do, it, it's talk we, we called it remix report where djs talk shop and that's exactly what we did uh we just talked about songs how to play them um it, it all started we, we're just like with with questions questions like uh what what do you play after be faithful like that was like a popular right. question just just talk and shop like the same thing that we've been talking about for the, the last two hours and we talk about what we did on, on our weekends how our gigs went we'd uh We'd have the weekend weapons section where we'd uh, give out edits and like I, I'm pretty sure like Pete Down used to give his edits there. Now look, he's on DMS. He's like a huge name in the the yep. DJ community. And uh,
2: you guys, you guys, I did one edit that you guys mentioned. I was I remember feeling like, oh my god, I made it on Remix Report. It was so cool. Like, yeah, I think was, I had uh, one too at one point. Yeah I, yeah, I can't remember what edit it was. I want to say it was like the uh no diggity it was like the reggae which makes sense cuz you're a reggae yeah. head but it was like the reggae ver- uh redrum of uh
1: yeah
0: uh no diggity I think I had one that was the time of my life into the pitbull or the black eyed peas one that made it on this on the remix report but it was from the original like dirty dancing one to the I
1: think I think I remember both of those um then, so we we had a good time doing that and it, it it ran its course. Um, JD kind of got too busy for it. He was doing all our uh, editing and, and work behind the scenes, and uh, I, I would love to to bring it back eventually. And I, I mean, you guys said you're happy to have me here. I, I'm very happy to. I, I was ecstatic when you guys asked me to be on your show, and I told you how how low I felt at one point in my in my DJ career, and how i, I kind of wanted to get back out into the community and be part of the dj community again and doing stuff like this the the fact you guys asked me to to be on is, is awesome
2: bro i'm a giant fan like i'm not even saying that like i i want to blow you up because yeah you were you're huge dude. you're a giant influence you know and yeah I, I um, yeah i you know, maybe maybe me and Fuse could uh, work it out to where you can do a little uh, remix report segment or something, um, and it's just like lovely. we play it, we play it. and He shows the segment. I think that'd be rad. I mean, that'd just be awesome. uh, I definitely bring be it full circle. Bring it full circle because we're 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 big fans. Honestly, I'm not even saying that. Like we're
0: seriously big fans. And I I I got to give a shout out too, because I always remember it's rubbing records with Rob Riggs. Rob Riggs. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Shout
1: out to uh, Josh, Carl and Eloy who used to do uh, the video report that we had on there. And I shouted out the the rocket scientists um, before they used to do the, Solar's did the, the rocket report. We'd have them on. We used to interview disco fries a lot on there too. Shout out to their new site, finish my track, which is a dope site for producers. Uh, um and and, and they
2: really blew up like in a new way they were just doing remixes like dj remixes now they're just doing all original production
1: I mean, disco Disco fries Fries. uh i don't know if they'll be mad at me for mentioning it but i mean they they used to be they started on like crack for djs they uh they were panic city used to be on crack for djs it's kind of crazy that those guys were on there um but disco fries uh i've known them for a while through jd but i've known them for a long time both awesome guys and they both went to Berkeley with JD, and that's how we kind of knew them uh, for, for a while. Um, good friends with them. They're awesome guys. And if I haven't given JD an official shout-out, I've obviously mentioned him a few times. Huge shout-out to JD, obviously.
0: Yeah, shout-out to JD. Maybe we can convince him. Yeah, we can convince <laughs> yeah. him to come JD's on. the
1: tough one. He's going to be like the white whale trying to, to get JD <laughs> Uh
0: -uh, yeah Yeah, i mean we appreciate oh one thing i got to ask about before we Mm -hmm. we we sign off here for the day (laughs) is um this truly sponsorship of yours Uh, okay yeah
1: truly um that truly come about it's uh well you're not gonna see me like on their super bowl ad or anything it's not it's not quite at at that at that level it's a it's not us with liquid death level
2: it's us with liquid death level (laughs) where they, they ignore us and we still promote them
1: i mean you guys don't I, I say not to give up you never know um you uh, if you reach out we'll talk about this at some other time reach out to them i i know you have you I, I think you guys will, will get there um i don't think we
2: actually have are <laughs> we email no, i them sent them an it. email actually and it was yeah, a we sent an email,
1: email but i think
2: it got sent back or something <laughs> i don't know
1: um we'll try again we uh, uh so the, the truly sponsorship it, it was my friends who, uh, I, I actually have a, a friend who, in, like we said before, this is all about relationships. I, I had a friend who uh, I knew him because of the college bar that I DJed at since 2007 or 8. That's my longest residency. And uh, I knew him, he was a student at the college and I, he used to come and, and we'd talk there, me as a DJ, him just as the, the patron student. Um, he ended up working at the beach gig that I have had a residency at for a long time too, uh, Patty's beach club in Westerly, Rhode Island. And that's a dope spot. They, they bring a lot of big DJs down there. Um, they've had some crazy, they, they get, it gets crazy. It's a beach club. that gets absolutely crazy. I've been there a long time. He worked there as a manager. Then he ended up working as a manager at Scorpion bar too, for a time before he ended up working for the Boston Brewing Company, which is behind Sam Adams and Truly. And uh, I don't know if they do Twisted Tea. I don't know if that's their thing. He'll be mad at me for saying that if it's not. But they're a big company and he works <laughs> for them now. He's out of uh, the hospitality industry and now working for them, which I don't think that's considered the hospitality industry anymore. He's with, uh, with the brewing company. And so he hooked me up with the Truly sponsorship. He sat me down one day, asked, I didn't even know what Truly was at the time. It was kind of when they were getting started. And I, he signed me up. I, I get all the, the Truly I want. My, my fridge is really with Truly. Um, and uh, so he hooks me up all the time and he gives me all the gear. So again, I won't be in the Super Bowl ad. It's not that kind of sponsorship, but I'm sure uh, you guys could probably work out something with. Oh uh, well, yeah,
2: how can we can we somehow get a Truly sponsorship? I'll, I'll drink Truly. All
1: I, I mean, I'm I'm sure he he has connections everywhere, so I'm I'm sure it's not out of the realm. I'll, I'll talk to him and see what I can do.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I mean, it's it's good for for building my brand just to say I'm sponsored by, uh, Dude, by it's Truly. It's incredible. Yeah. So
2: so you have to be at the club and you always have to have a truly, or do you have to take
1: a picture of it or, I mean, I, I do that. Just, uh, I'm very proud to, to have the truly in my (laughs) hands. One more question.
0: Do you drink a lot when you play or you kind of
1: just, I, I, you know what I do? I I never did at first. I was always known as a DJ who never drank. And Mm -hmm. eventually once I got this truly sponsorship, it kind of started going up from there. And as far, I mean, I don't know if if, if it's uh, the same where you guys are, but at least down here, as far as DJing goes, mic usage over the years has gone way up. Has it same. gone up? Yeah. yeah. At, at the open format clubs, it's gone mm. up? Yeah. yeah I, I'm, a
2: West, I'm a West Coast guy. I don't use the mic at all, period. No, I, I never,
1: I never use the mic at all. And thanks to Truly, I can be on the mic going, three, two, one, let's go, which wouldn't be possible. <laughs> without truly. Without, really. um so that definitely helps
2: i, I mean you're, you're you're on the mic and you're like it's going down
1: it's going to bed i'm known as a pretty laid back guy i don't know if that comes across on on the screen yeah. now but for me to it took a while it, it truly helps a lot um i actually i i have my sponsorship maybe i shouldn't say this but I haven't had a sip of alcohol since August. I told you guys I got injured, so wow. I'm still on a, a bit of medication. So I, I actually haven't had alcohol in a while, but I need to start getting off this these meds so I can restart that again.
0: Yeah. So before we take off here, uh, why don't you tell everybody where you can be found on social media?
1: So Instagram, Twitter is uh, they're both. DJ j spring at letter d letter j j spring and then uh facebook if I, does anybody even mention their facebook fan page anymore <laughs> uh, dude i uh, want to
2: delete mine i'm so pissed that i changed mine to have my dj drew pierce is the facebook i i changed it off of it i would just rather have the the personal one the facebook
1: was yeah trash. i mean I, I stopped posting as much on my uh Facebook fan page and I mean you you guys know how the algorithm works so it's all about yeah. your personal page if you want any uh, yeah. any reaction at all. Um, also shout out to my my little side project J Spring Reggae which I took a break from. While it, the toughest thing about being injured besides not being able to DJ out was the fact that I actually I couldn't really stand or sit so I couldn't even work on music the whole time I was out which, which was the tough thing so I had to take a break from my side project, but uh, Instagram, J spring reggae. I'm going to get that going again soon.
0: Well, thanks for coming on the show. We really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, to, uh, I can't
1: thank you guys enough for, for having me. Um, and, and We'll uh, we'll definitely do stuff together in the future. I'm definitely down.
0: Okay. Awesome. Uh, and thanks for everybody that's listening. If you've been listening to the show, you know, make sure you like like the the youtube page if you're watching if you're on a, uh apple music and you're listening on the podcast make sure you subscribe and follow the podcast and and uh save those downloads so they auto download uh, make sure you comment on the videos all that good stuff we love when we get the snaps and uh, uh i don't know why i keep calling them snaps but the instagram hit the challenges hit the challenges we got yeah
2: we, got, right. we got uh the, low ch- the conga the challenge florida <laughs> florida, florida, florida challenge low challenge Kokomo and chicken fried that Fuse hates.
1: Yeah, and just to just to reiterate, really, really quick, if you learned anything from this, do not, no matter how things, how good things are, do not get complacent. And it's all about relationships in the industry. Make sure you have good relationships with everybody. Those are the two things that I can't stress enough. That if anybody watched this, that's what you need to take away from this.
0: All right, there it is. So. Thank you, guys. Until next time, we'll see ya. Shout out to the punks. See you later. Peace.